Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. Reunited, and it feels so good. More than you'll ever know. Oh, my Lord. We are back. Ben and Woods on a Friday wrapping up a, uh, well, it's been an, it's been an interesting, uh, and by interesting, I mean terrible, crappy week. It's just very uneven. Uh, we've had three different producers in four days. It was a short week. It certainly didn't feel like a short <laughs> week, but we are here together, and I'm so, so happy to see our beloved executive producer, Paulie Rindle. Back in the mix. How you feeling, bud? I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Yep. It's not. I, no. I feel much better. Much better. Than the last few days. Good. Uh, it was. It's been a rough week, man. Been a rough week. The missus has it too. The whole family's got it. Whole family's got her it. Mom, her aunt, her uncle, oh, her cousins. I mean, it's just everybody I know. I feel like is getting sick right now. You guys had it last week. Yeah. And it was my turn this week. Uh, voice is still a little. 
little raspy. I've got some Ludens for you. Some if Ludens? you need, I've got Ludens. Uh, the cherry, I'll take some Ludens. Which is basically like candy. It's like cherry candy. My wife bought me this bag of Ludens. Oh, yeah. And they're delicious. I had one um, a while back. It was a lozenge. It was like strawberries and cream. Yeah. Like, give me that all day I'll long. just eat one of these. I'll take one of those. It doesn't really, it doesn't open up the sinuses or anything like that. It just tastes really good. Yeah. But the good news is, you know, never had a temperature, which was good. That's good. I know Ben had like the flu. You had more of the pneumonia. So I never had a temperature, but just definitely the flu-like just, symptoms, uh, the aches. And once the aches went away, then it was just about getting this cold kind of subsided. And, yeah. And uh, and ultimately, you know, I think you guys, I'm sure you talked about it. I didn't catch a ton of the show while I was out, but, you know, next week's a big week. It's a huge week. It's been on my calendar for months now, literally, where I'm like, all right, this is not great timing. I don't. I hate missing work. I hate missing work. I hate missing work. I, too. I never miss two or three days never. in a row. It's never happened unless I'm on vacation. Your gallbladder exploded and you missed like two days. Yeah, two days. So two days. I was back on gang- Friday. He, he had a gangrenous <laughs> gallbladder. Speaking of gangrenous gallbladders, Ben Higgins joins us as well. Your gallbladder's in good shape. As far as I as far know, as you yes. Know. I, I have not heard anything. And Paulie, I'd like to tell you when you'll feel a hundred percent, but. We're not there We're yet, not there. and so I can't promise you that you'll be there for a few <laughs> days, but hopefully by Monday, uh, when we'll be out in Peoria, Arizona, we'll at least be in the, the 90 to 100% range for those I said, uh, look, if I was glass half full, I mean, I'm glad it happened this week and not next week, right? I mean, I wanted True. to be absolutely right for Monday morning yeah, out at the Peoria Sports Complex. It's, it's, it's kind of our Super Bowl. We sent in our, our interview requests, and uh, it's lengthy. It's very lengthy. There's a lot of guys we'd like to talk to uh, while we're out there. And uh, it's important to us to, to be able to catch up with them and shoot the breeze and, um, you know, try to get a little, try to have some fun. I mean, when we go out to spring training, I'm sure there are people out there listening that are like, ugh, here come the cheerleaders. Like, I just, I like to have fun with the guys. It's spring training. Uh, it's nothing to get super up in arms about. I think there's some tough questions that need to be asked. I think they've been asked, and I think they've been answered, but we'll ask them again. It's kind of our job to do that. But we really, when we go out to spring training, we have a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun. I've got some ideas of, of things I'd like to do with them, and uh, I want to get them answering topic wheel questions and stuff like that. You know, like, let's have some fun out there, man, and, and um, you know, try to try to build a little little rapport, some good vibes going into the season. This will be the first time that we've all gone out together. Uh, I've always kind of gone separately <laughs> because of my TV schedule, yeah, but we true. are going to drive over together on Sunday. Correct. As a show, as a team, and then uh, do our three shows, and we'll come back together on Wednesday, but I saw yesterday. I thought this was more of a personal journey of yours. <laughs> that uh, you know, one thousand and one albums to, to you have to listen have to, to before you you die. Yeah. You're on like album three now. Yes. You, you, what, what did you listen to yesterday? By the way, uh, it was uh, I have a okay. So there's the book, thousand and one albums you must listen to before you die. Okay. There's a lot of records, right? And I found a generator. Instead of just thumbing through the book, there's a generator, and it tells you what to listen to. And then it has you can vote on it and click it, and it just tells you every day what to listen to. And so I thought, well, we're driving out together. Might as well knock six or seven of them out there, and we can all vote. But I don't know. It's a random draw. So yesterday, I drew Deep Purple in Rock. Now, I know, like, three Deep Purple. Smoke on the water. Correct. Uh, a highway star, I think, is another one from Deep Purple that I enjoy, 
But I sat there, so I'm watching the Padres game. It's about the fifth inning, and you know we all know what happened, and we'll get into that at 6.30. They're in deep purple by that they point. They are in d- deep, deep purple. <laughs> and I, I pulled up the record, and I went, I don't know that I want to listen to 42 minutes of deep purple from 1970. And I queued it up and was listening. Is that the and, album? The... Yeah, it's the one where they're... On Mount Rushmore, it looks like they're Mount Rushmore. It looks like, <laughs> but there's a fake guy. It's a Mount Rushmore. They've just added. A, they've added a fifth guy to Mount Rushmore. Well, there's five of them. Do they not know how you know sports hot takes works? When you do your Mount Rushmore, <laughs> it's, it's four. four, and it's only four. Deep Purple changed the game. Deep Purple makes five. Okay, Mount Rushmore from here on out is five. So I'm sitting there looking, going... I'm going to use this, though. Anytime I can't decide on my top four, we're going to do a deep Deep purple purple. Mount Rushmore (laughs) of greatest basketball players of all time. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I I was looking through the name of the songs on the record, and I go, Oh, good. Flight of the Rat is on here. I have not heard it in so long. Flight of the Rat, Ben. The album looks like it's straight out of Spinal Tap. Like, here's what we'll do. Let's instead of four, we'll do all five of us. I was crying, dude. I was crying, laying in bed, on bed. Not even. I wasn't under the covers. I was on bed watching the game, and I muted it because the broadcast was horrible. We'll get into that. And I'm laying there, going, "Okay, here's. Is this Flight of the Rat? Uh, apparently, okay." By the way, it's a pretty badass, pretty badass record. I listened to the entire thing, including the uh, the songs "Speed King," "Bloodsucker," "Child in Time," "Flight of the Rat," "Into the Fire," "Living Wreck," and Ben's motto: "Hard Loving Man." <laughs> and so I, I knocked that out yesterday, man. That is three straight records in a row of these books. But the album cover is what murdered me. I mean it. It, I was like, this is why they made the movie Spinal Tap. This is it. Like, this is one of those bands that they looked at and said, we have to make fun of this. We have to make fun of it. So uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, undertaking. It's a very big undertaking. Uh, and you really don't have to do much. It's not, like I, it's not like a fitness journey where I have to be like, I got to go run 14 miles. Say, no, I lay on my ass and I listen to music, which I love to do anyway. Um, but there's going to be some tough ones in there. I can promise you right now, and I'm committed. You don't have to listen to them on the drive over, though. You can oh, wait we should, until we get though. there. And we you should. Can, we you absolutely should. Making sure my uh, ear pods are Yeah, charged. bring your bring your ear pods. <laughs> C20 Moreno says, uh, oh, this is a good idea. Have AJ and Eric Grubner spin the bean wheel oh. and then ask them the tough questions after they eat one. Huh. Or like, all right, hey, I'm going to ask you a tough question. You can either answer it or spin the bean wheel. Can you imagine? Truth or dare. Truth or dare with the GM and president of baseball ops and the CEO. It's actually not not the worst. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Have you? I think we take Bean Boozled with us and see if any player will do it. Do you think we should do it? I I like the idea. I'm scared to execute. Of course, you know, it's going to happen like. 
you know, Jake will say yes. He'll get a terrible bean. He'll He'll be out for like the day. Like I can't, I can't even go. We'll never be invited back. Mike Schilt will go. Where's Jake? Oh, he ate one of those radio guys had had a rotten jelly bean, and now he can't go today, so he's out. And we'll never. I mean, they'll never forgive us. All right, maybe we don't mess with the players. Well, what about the executives? They don't really have much to do. It's their job's done pretty much. AJ's job is not done. I mean, it feels done. It's not done. It feels games have started. Games have started. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, it's a look. C twenty Moreno. I don't want to crap on your idea. I actually think it's a good one. I just don't know that any of us have the stones <laughs> to actually pull it off. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know that we've earned that. I'll make kind mud of, do it. Yeah, we can make mud do it. Don, maybe Tony, Jesse, those guys. Make the broadcasters do it. Um, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see all the guys. You know, score and game notwithstanding. Vibes are still good out there. So You've already established you'll be doing the driving. Yeah, Because I'm driving. you want to get there in less than 14 Before hours. Midnight. Yeah, correct. Um, and now who decides like where we're stopping and things like that? Is that always the driver or is, also this, a, Woods. is this a democratic process? Will I have any input? Actually, sh- Woods' bladder will decide. It's very true. My bladder. Now, was, you were really uh, good I was on like, our fantasy camp trip. I was very dehydrated, so I had no urine in my body whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't need to go. But if it's like a radio show, it's every 15 minutes. Yeah, about, about every half hour on the half hour. So. <laughs> um, we'll be doing some content along the way. Some, we got some ideas. We're going to have some fun, man. We always do. and um, It's just a, it's an honor, and it's a privilege to be able to go out there. We know that. We recognize that, and we don't take it lightly. Uh, at all, and I think you guys know that too. But we'll have some fun. We got a, I think we got a pretty good house this year. Now we need to figure out a where we stop. I'd like to stop at Mister G's in Yuma. It's a good place. We all mm-hmm. agree on it. Uh, and then I'd like to figure out how we're going to divvy up the rooms this year because you got the you got the big dog last year. I did the, the big dog with the private. But the year before, I got the the creepy, tiny, horrible room. But you were late. I won't be late this We're year. We're all together. Yes. And we gave you last year the, the luxury suite. It had its own sexual, sensual bathtub. Mm-hmm. It had, God knows what went on in there, uh, you know, that we didn't see. Baths. Lots of baths. All right. Uh, it is sex o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Always sex o'clock in the morning. He's a hard-loving man. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be heading out there uh, Sunday. We, got a, we have a Tier 1 game. I wanted to announce that, too. Uh, we have a Tier 1 game. Baseball game at Orange Glen High at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, I will be there. Probably won't be playing much. Um, we've got I got other guys I want to get in. Uh, I'll be running the squad. Polly, I think you're going to come too. Uh, and then we're going to leave from there. We'll meet Ben, and then we are out. We are out. But if you want to come out and support the Tier 1 baseball team, we'd love to have you. Uh, donating $100 for every win uh, to the Peter Seidler Foundation. And I've got two of my players uh, on our team, Jameson and I believe it's Javi. I can't remember who. And and, and Sam, Sa- Sam, and Wilkie. They're donating as well. So we're going to raise as much money as we can. We need to go out and win these ball games, though. So love to have you in the stands supporting. Your the opposing teams should be. I mean, they should know throwing this and maybe games. throwing the games yeah. towards you just the to raise more money beat us. for good causes for the uh, Peter Seidler Legacy Fund and all the matching. Funds that go with those donations. Yeah. So should I do like maybe I'll do like fifty if we lose or something. I don't know. I'd like to. No, I think it should be all or nothing. All or nothing. Okay. Yeah, you gotta right. win. All you right. gotta win. Gotta win, and uh, I will be managing to win. Peter wasn't certainly. about losing. He That's was true. about winning. He, he doesn't. Want, he doesn't want your loser cash. He wants your winner cash. Yep. So Sunday, 
9 a.m., Orange Glen High in Escondido. Plenty of parking. Um, no admission. Free of charge. Come on out and watch some really, really high-level baseball. Elite. Elite athletes. baseball. Elite. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take our first time out. We will uh, lay out the menus for what we've got. Should be actually a pretty good show here on a Friday. we got some guests to get to. Obviously, we will uh, talk about yesterday's Cactus League opener between the Padres and the Dodgers. Is there a way that 14-1 to wasn't quite as bad as the final score made it seem like it was? I, I really no. don't think it was. Uh, but we will talk about that coming up. Uh, we'll let you know what we've got on tap going until 10 o'clock this morning. It is really good to have Polly back in studio at 62%. We will take it. It's Woods. It's Ben. It is uh, Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. Kelly standing by with a little Friday morning traffic for you here on 97.3 The Fan. How'd your uh, MCing gig go yesterday? You were on your way uh, out the door to the SEALs practice facility ribbon cutting. The Rady Children's Field uh, out there at the Ryan YMCA in Point Loma. It went really well. It was. It's The facility is beautiful. Uh, they have built a new practice field for the SEALs. And then for all the kids and stuff in, in the area that, that go to the Ryan YMCA, uh, it was awesome, dude. It's... Um, the only thing that made me a little nervous is when I got there, I didn't. They didn't have like a script, so I had to just kind of get up there and wing it. I mean, I had the names of the people I was bringing up, but I didn't have like a please welcome to the blood. Like I just had to to wing it. And I talked about how I'd been, you know, I've been with the seals since they started, and how they always do what they say they're going to do. They do. They all they had a vision when they started, and they continue to just check boxes and. Um, they're really, really committed to the community here in San Diego, and I love that about them. I love the players so much, so, so much. They are the best guys. I was talking to them, actually. Um, my little guy, Bo, is six, and he is he loves it, man. He really does, and he's going to go to the SEALs camp this year for the first time, so I was talking to them about that. Uh, speaking of the players, uh, they've got a game tonight, and we will have one of them. Cam Holding's going to be on with us near the uh, end of the program today. Get you ready for Woods' big uh, show tonight at Pachanga Arena. So, you know, these these NLL guys, they don't make a ton of dough. They all have side gigs and everything else. Cam Holding, who we'll have on today, was the project manager for this field. He was the construction project manager. He's and like a, an employee yeah, as and well like, as a player. And he got it done. And uh, he was like a, you know, a little emotional. They've been working on this thing for a while, and they had to get the funding from Rady's and all that and the, the buy-in from the YMCA. And he not only is going to go out and beat the crap out of somebody uh, at Pachanga tonight, but he also managed that entire project, got it done. It is a beautiful facility. And then, uh, as we mentioned earlier this week, but a little more details, next Saturday night's going to be the Ben and Woods night at the Seals game, and we're going to be giving away a bunch of tickets next week and have our own section. Uh, looking forward to having a lot of Tier 1s. Uh, we'll probably give, if you're listening, you'll have opportunities to win next week. I want to try to be able to give some of the uh, YouTube chatters a chance to win some of those tickets as well and have a really good group out there next Saturday night at Pachanga Arena for our uh, Ben and Woods night at the Seals game. So, little Seals talk coming up. Uh, that's at the end of the program today. Uh, working backwards, it's good to have Paulie back. We'll have our Rundle report in the 9 o'clock hour. Sam Levitt, Sammy Spring Training, will make his daily check-in in the 8 o'clock hour at 8.35 today. Uh, continuing our Tier 1 tour as we look at every single Major League Baseball team, counting them down until opening day. We're in the NL Central right now, and the Milwaukee Brewers 
will be the team that we uh, take a look at today at 820. Uh, in the first half of the program, though, Adam Jones, I believe, is going to join us at 735. His Adam Jones podcast had a fairly notable guest this week as he was joined by Manny Machado uh, to talk a little bit about the uh, the start here of spring training and a new Padres season and more. Of course, uh, they've got a lot of Orioles connections together as well. So uh, Adam Jones, his uh, former teammate Manny Machado, got together, get his thoughts on uh, some of the things going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, earlier in our 7 o'clock hour, our regular segments, Take on Woods, Don't Do This. And then, of course, coming up, we will discuss what happened yesterday against the Dodgers in Game 1 of the Cactus League spring training underway at the Peoria Sports Complex. And we'll continue today with a game against the Dodgers at noon, uh, streaming only. We won't have that one for you here on 97.3 The Fan, but uh, we will keep you up to date throughout the day if you're listening to Annie and Elston and Gwen and Chris as to what's going on out at Camelback Ranch, uh, Game 2 against the Dodgers. And do we know, Tony Gwen, that he made, he made the game yesterday? I, I heard him definitely later in the game. Okay. I'm not sure if he He's made not there it for the start for the beginning of the game. If you were listening yesterday, Tony was driving over in the morning. We had him on. He was only kind of in the um, you know east, very east county of San Diego, closing in on El Centro area around 8 a.m. Knowing he had to be there at 12 o'clock Pacific, one o'clock Mountain time to join Jesse. And Paulie said at the beginning of the game he did not hear Tony. I didn't hear him. But Jesse Maybe didn't he was like. There and he was quiet. Jesse know. didn't point out like with a big glaring hole next to me where Tony's supposed to I listen for. Like, a, I Jesse's done, not like Woods. That I would have, have totally done constantly that. harped on the fact that. Well, <laughs> well, he's not here yet. Guess I'll just do this by myself. No big deal. First game of the year. But I definitely uh, heard him later in the game, so he made it at some point. That is. Uh, that is. It's, I mean, he switched over in the third inning. Jeff said he switched over in the third inning and he heard Tony. I was listening in the first inning, did not hear Tony. Tony said he got there a little bit after one. Oh, and one. So it was already eight nothing when he got there. Yeah, probably. Oh my God, so he walked man. into the game. I'm here. What's the score? Oh, we're down eight nothing. Great. She just stayed at home. <laughs> just stay. I'll just come tomorrow. You got this one. Um, now listen, that's the most dangerous thing I've ever seen anybody do. And it made me, it filled me with anxiety all day. Um, yeah, I've done some pretty seedy things in back alleys and stuff before and nothing that dangerous. Literally nothing I've ever done is that dangerous as what Tony Gwynn Jr. did yesterday. That man is lit, was living on the edge. Uh, and he did, did get there in, in one piece, which is good. That's Jesse all. Jesse Ack was a great safety net though. If you're going to live dangerously. You're a good safety net too. I think I, I, I know that if something happened to me. I'd be fine, you know. I'm Benny. I'm, you know, I got a flat tire or whatever. Um, you know, you'd have it covered. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get by without yeah, you. I mean, absolutely. The show's always better with all of us here. That's 100%. why I'm glad Polly's back. It's just a better version of the product when all three of us are together. But yeah. one of us is missing. We we muddle through. We make it. <laughs> we make it through all right. We muddled yesterday. <laughs> we muddled. Adam's uh, wife, I think, got mad at us. Is it extra sweet because it's against the Dodgers? She was mad at us for making fun of his clothes, but I really wasn't making fun of his clothes. I liked his tablecloth shirt. I used to have it in several different shades and stuff. And she's like, were they being mean to you about your clothes? He dresses fine. I mean, in the radio business, bro. I thought it was very Georgia of him. Very Georgia. He's, He's a Georgian. He's a Georgian. He's an SEC guy. If he, had, if he had hair, he would have the SEC haircut. He doesn't he would have khaki hair. pants, khaki, pants, khaki shorts, boots. that shirt tucked in, and yeah. the sunglasses hanging on. The SEC 
is huge on tucking in your shirt. And I mean, I did not know this. Oh, dude. They, and they all. A college football they, game? You ever watch college games? I know, game? but I never oh, really thought Lord. about the tucking in of the shirt. It's like as a, being bu- a, a button down, button down a particular conference Brown style. Pastel colored. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, it's a thing. It's a look. And it's. I mean, I was at Texas Tech. It was the same thing. Everyone wore khakis, boots, brown belt, tucked in shirt. We all looked the exact same. Just a bunch of sheep <laughs> running around uh, in the middle of West Texas looking for girls. But um, yeah, Adam, you know, he, he's Adam. Adam dresses fine as far as radio people go. I mean, you've never. I mean, what do you look? What you're wearing right now? You got an ABC Ten News freebie hoodie on. That's that's the deal. That's what you do. You ever see Hacksaw do a podcast? NFL films. Like it's what you do. You wear all the free stuff that you get. Paulie's the only one that dresses for the game every day. He's that's the only true. one. Yeah. Paulie actually put some thought into I think so, some of his fashion choices. Listen, Mrs. Klug, we love your husband very much. Very much. He's a good, good man. Doesn't mean I want him in here a lot, but I do love him and he's a great boss. So we, we're sorry that we made fun of them. All right, let's uh, let's <laughs> quit wasting time. Let's get to our discussion of what happened yesterday. I saw both um, reasonable takes, unreasonable takes. Did you really believe any of the unreasonable no, takes? I, well, you I saw? know who's making. I know who's you know poking fun at the overreactors. I can see the difference. Some people can't. I can tell the difference. There are some overreactors out there, though. No doubt about it. Uh, from the first game of spring training, I got one yesterday, and I immediately started laughing. And uh, I can read that one for you, and, and we'll read some of the other ones. There, there's some good stuff yesterday. All right, but there are some takeaways as well from the game yesterday. We will get to all of those coming up next. Kind of a uh, a preseason version of our Padres wrap up as we uh, get back here with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. was the first spring training game there is extra anticipation you know i was sitting there ready for it to start at at 12 o'clock yeah man even knowing in my head it has zero consequence whatsoever in fact probably less than even most because you're going to get a less representative pitching effort from both teams on the first game you know the starter's not going to go more than an inning you're going to see more minor league guys who Honestly, only their family members would recognize who they are yeah. on the field. You're, most of those guys that gave up the runs for the Padres yesterday will never, will never pitch in the big league. Certainly not this season for the San Diego Padres. So you can't, you can't really put a lot of stock into a game like that. But because it's the first game and there's anticipation, it was a bit of a bummer just the way it played out that the Padres were down eight to nothing before they even took their first at bat of the season of the preseason. Sure was, sure was. I felt so bad for Fernando Tatis Jr. having to suffer through that interview for like forty-five minutes. I don't like right it field. at all. I do not like the in-game interview for a few reasons. Number one, um, if you're going to do it, spring training is fine, right? Make sure that we can hear him, and make sure there's not like a. <laughs> every like, did they think five he still seconds. played shortstop, and the the range only went to that yeah. far? You know, like when you leave your phone in your 
closet, and then you walk to the bathroom, and you have your AirPods in, and it starts cutting in and out, and you're like, ah, crap, i got to go got back and get, get my phone so I can hear the music. It was, it well, was I, I mean, excruciating. I, I assume they use the same kind of equipment that we use at Channel 10. We have wire, I have a wireless <laughs> mic with a little lav clip. Lavalier. You can't really see it, but you put it in your pocket, and I will tell you, those things are very wonky. They're you dicey, walk, you walk 20 feet out of the studio, you're, you've lo- you lost on the range. So, and it starts getting crackly. If the wire gets like wrapped around the antenna yeah. accidentally, all of a sudden it's not going to sound very good. So and that bought- happens all the time. We do mic checks every single time you go on because yeah. there's a good chance it's not going to sound great. And we're always making adjustments right before I go on the air. Once he's out there, you know, if it gets a little tangled or something, you can't be like talking in his ear going, hey, Fernando, we need you to wiggle the wire in your pocket. It's not sounding. There's nothing you can do about it as an ESPN production staff if it doesn't sound good other than... Boy, they got it right for Teoscar Hernandez. Plow through. Sounded great. Plow through or pull the plug. Yeah, pull it. You have two choices. Plow through, pull the plug. And the correct decision was not made yesterday, which would have been pull the plug. Pull the plug, couple of questions. He was fine. Fernando Tatis Jr. did nothing wrong. No, he's he was, great. He was engaging. Uh, he answered questions without saying anything overly controversial. Had a good attitude out there. Was charming, as he usually is appealing. But the technology was failing ESPN, and we were subjected to the longest, most tortured interview in the history of in-game he was interviews. Also talking like this because they just couldn't raise the volume of the microphone. It was awful. Well, the, uh, you can... You can try pumping it up, but that also pumps up the crackle and the static. Yeah. It's it's just a bad situation when the microphone doesn't work properly. And I, I get they were excited. It was their first game. They didn't want to give up on something after two or three minutes. But they really should have pulled the plug on the Fernando Tatis Jr. in-game interview after a couple of minutes and not gone on for 40 minutes, 35 minutes uh, during the longest inning you're ever going to see in a spring training game. And the guys are just, you know, digging for questions at that point, and it's just uncomfortable for everybody. Look, it's spring training. They're working the like, kinks out. But I thought for sure during a pitching change they'd have some producer just run out there and grab, grab the thing just off Just be like, this is over. Huh. But they didn't, man. They, they sat there, and you had to wear it. I mean, we've had bad, bad interviews on this show before, and you're like... Please end. Please stop. Yeah, imagine just, keeping them on the phone for another for 40 minutes. Hey, can you hold on through the break? We're going to do some spots. We'll come back and do another 15 minutes of absolute pure torture for us and our audience and you. <laughs> it's a, it's the worst feeling. And, and somebody needed to step in and, and put the kibosh on it. Uh, and they didn't. And they didn't. So that it got so bad, I just muted it. Uh, at, at a certain point, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I listened to Deep Purple, uh, so I was. I was pretty. And then you know, listen. As to be expected, you know, you're going to get a 15 minute soliloquy on a guy that's not even in the ballpark in Shohei Otani and Tim Kirchin had his pants off in there talking about him and and the that's what you're going to get about the Dodgers the entire season. So if you're going to get upset about it on day one, you better strap in because you're going to get a lot of it. It's right. going to be constant pouching of the Los Angeles Dodgers. As for the actual game and what happened between the lines, we will get to that right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's been a while. Feels right. Um, I was actually very zen. There was only one thing that really bothered me in the game yesterday. We'll get to that in, in just a second. But as it started out, Joe Musgrove came in. Faced four batters in the top of the first inning. Did not get any of them out. But as Joe said afterwards, 
no real skin off his nose. No, he, he got ahead of every batter. Yep. Uh, you know, lost the lost the leadoff hitter to the walk. Um, you know, I thought he got squeezed on one of those pitches. He did. It's fine. It's fine. He was throwing decent pitches. Um, Taylor then blooped a single that was not a hard hit ball. He got got it inside on him, made him hit it poorly. Just happened to fall in, uh, hit the third guy on the full count. You know, I, he just yanked that pitch. wasn't a great pitch, but he wasn't throwing poorly. And then gave up, uh, you know, a deep fly ball that bounced off the warning track by Teoscar Hernandez over the wall for a two run ground rule double. And that was it. Joe was scheduled to throw about 20 pitches. He threw 24. You're not going to extend him for any reason. But at that point, you're pretty much, you know, you want to stick to your plan of full innings for all the guys that you scheduled to pitch. So they pulled a couple of guys who, as I understand it, um, the minor leaguers they brought in in the first inning weren't even in camp yet. No. Like, it, like one of them got there that morning. And he was only there for emergency purposes to throw in case something like that happened. That's exactly I'm right. That's so I'm, glad to hear that. And because he, when I was watching the game, I go, we talk about this team every day. I've never heard yeah, of this guy. Neither of them were in Major League Camp. Neither of them were actually in. One of them wasn't even officially in camp yet. He like hadn't even checked in. But they needed arms. They didn't want to use anybody out of turn or where they were supposed to be. So... They, yeah, they went out there and they got their brains beaten in the first inning, as you would expect going up against a fairly major league lineup. Carter Lowen and Gabe Mosser. <laughs> yes, the, it, that, they those had, are the guys. They had just gotten there. Uh, they just needed to get it, get out of that inning, get an out, get two outs, get three outs, and uh, then get it to Estrada for a clean start in the second. And then after that, um, you know, uh, uh, there was one other inning when um, who was the guy Lugo came in and gave up yeah. the other six runs. Seven of the nine innings, the Padres pitchers shut shut down the Dodgers sure. and did not allow any runs in those games. Two so when innings. you look at fourteen to one, you have to take that with a bit of a grain of salt. I, Why two, you like take two of the runs were scored against Joe Musgrove, who wasn't bad. The rest of them were guys that are not going to be on the team. They're essentially not Padres at all. So you what? can't evaluate any part of that game with what happened in those two innings. Why wouldn't you take? Any spring training game with a grain well, grain of salt. You that's do. that's what you should be doing. Um, when when Joe Musgrove faces Mookie Betts in a couple of weeks, you know what he won't do? He won't pitch him the exact same way he just did. Like they're they're all working on stuff. They're looking for the bite on their slider. They're looking for location. They're looking for velo. They're looking at their mechanics, how they feel. It's just getting back into the the mix. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you can. I wasn't mad. I mean, I'm the more on the bed on the Padres yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, on the spring training game. Yeah. Yeah, why not? We we just tried to dissuade him, but he was, was determined. <laughs> I, had extra, I had some extra cash in there. It's no big deal. Yeah. Win some, you lose some. Um, you know, oh. Did we learn that the Dodgers are probably going to be pretty decent? They've got a deep lineup. They've got a lot of guys who can hit. Yeah, they do. That's no, no stunner either yesterday. Uh, Yuki Matsui was probably the... The the biggest positive talk of everyone, the inning that he had. I do not want to take anything away with, from what Jeremiah Estrada did, he though. He was fantastic In as the well. second inning. Uh, he was terrific. I'm not sure if he's being considered as a, a true option to break camp with the team, but, um, you know, someone who... AJ picked up in the, in the offseason and, uh, is in camp with the San Diego Padres. But Matsui was, uh, he was legitimately good. I mean, you had the quote from Gavin Lux basically saying, you know, Guy was nasty. What what they saw, what the Dodgers saw of Yuki Matsui, looks like it's going to play in the big leagues. It's probably 
taking things a little bit too far to just proclaim him as your new closer right away. Up, oh, we've seen enough. One inning, he's our closer now. Suarez, you're our setup guy. But um, any thought that there's a chance that oh, this guy is not going to have good enough stuff to get major leaguers out? You know, Japan is different. Major League Baseball, he's going to have a rude awakening when he gets here. No, it looks like his stuff will play. Now he's Here's not the gonna- pitch, and Pages swings and misses. Strike three. Yuki Matsui. In his Padre debut, strikes out the side in order. Not going to strike out everybody he faces, but a very nice start and very impressive outing uh, for Yuki Matsui yesterday. Isn't it typically the opposite when it comes to pitchers versus hitters that come from the KBO or the Japanese League where pitchers start off pretty successful and then the MLB hitters catch up to them after a year or two years. Like I remember growing up in Seattle as a Mariners fan, we had Kazuhiro Sasaki came over from Japan, led the league in saves. He was out of baseball like two years later. It's a uh, Shigatoshi it, Hasegawa. That, that's not a, was that's, elite as a relief pitcher. I, I think you're right, but I think that that has you know minor leaguers who come up. You know, Nick Margavich just looked good for a little while yeah. until you know until you, get, up you get enough looks yeah, for like a guy an or two, not and, a season or two. Though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long it it'll last. Um, but I think what you can do, and we've talked, we've heard a little talk about this, is you can project a pitcher. You can look at their stuff just in a neutral, like how much does it break? How hard does he throw? What are the spin rates? And that. You can pretty much project a guy will do well. You can't go and look, oh, that guy hit 40 home runs in Japan and go, well, he's going to hit 26 in the big leagues. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't work like that it's, on hitting. It's, it's a huge, you can't translate. It's a huge adjustment for Japanese pitchers. The ball's different. Uh, number one, they're, it's, it's a different game altogether. Um, his splitter is nasty. It's nasty, straight up. It, it falls off the table. It's absolutely filthy. He looks like a, a really good find for the San Diego Padres. He's going to hang splitters, and they are going to get pummeled. Like every, It happens to everyone. But I was really impressed with him. And, again, Jeremiah, did you notice who got in yesterday after uh, Jeremiah Estrada? After Yuki Matsui and Jeremiah Estrada, Stephen Wilson and got big, in. Big Fudge. Oh, Big Fudge got Austin in. Austin Davis struck out the side. That's right. Then big Fudge. Big Fudge got in. Um, Jake Cronenworth hit a bomb off of Alex Vesia, who must see Jake Cronenworth in his nightmares. Vesia has really fallen off. He is just, I don't, he's not effective for them. He wasn't last year. He's, he's the one from Ramona, right? Yeah. And, and that's the one that Jake got in the playoff yep. game. Jake got him yesterday. In the rain. And, and somebody made this point already. I was just about to make it in the chat. The 14 runs doesn't bother me. I mean, it sucks. Like, you don't want to be embarrassed. It's the one and, like, the five singles that bothers me. Yeah, I think think offensively, if you want to take a a negative takeaway from the game, there wasn't a lot of rhythm or consistency offensively. Now, it's much too early to make any sweeping judgments as to what the Padres' offense is going to look like, but there wasn't much there in that game yesterday, and they weren't going up against the Dodgers' best of the best pitchers either. Um, so you kind of hope that it's Gavin just a, Stone's nasty. He was for he's one na- for one yeah, inning. One but, but there, was, uh, there was eight other innings to go after other guys that they didn't particularly uh, do a lot of damage. You know, extra base hits, things like that. Other than than Jake Swing, offensively it was a more rough game for the Padres. Um, defensively, I thought Jackson Merrill was definitely. A bright spot, uh, had a couple of opportunities, didn't get to that ball down the line in the first inning, but then made a nice diving catch 
on a Mookie Betts it was ball. Like a, it was like a falling catch, but yeah, like yeah. He, 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 I think there was a little bit of misread off the bat, but he, he adjusted, and that's what you got to do. We saw Nando doing the same thing on the other corner last year uh, in right field, learning the, the angles and all that. So, oh, uh, yeah, he was fine. He also wrapped the ball pretty hard, uh, lefty on lefty to the, to the left side. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, there's a couple of things I looked at and, and made notes about Benny. I really liked I liked Jacob Marcy. Uh, I like looking at him in the batter's box. Let's he, see, he walked his yep, first time up. He looks like a hitter. Like he looks like Hannah and I were watching it and I go, prototype. Like prototypical baseball player, left handed swing. Looks really good. Now that's that's Moneyball, Oakland A stuff. Oh, good body. You know, you're good, selling jeans. Good looking girlfriend. You know, the whole bit. I don't know, but he looks like a ball player and he looks aggressive. And I liked what I saw from him. Um, Salas got I th- that that sucked, and I almost tweeted something about the umpire. Okay, so that is the one thing that actually bothered that me about the game me yesterday like when Ethan Salas was rung up on a pitch clock violation. Now, by the letter of the law, probably accurate. He was in the box. He, he was had, in the box. He had looked at the pitcher and then looked down again just to kind of dig in a little bit extra, and the umpire just like, happened to look at him right at eight seconds when he was looking down just to dig in and and lit him up there. Um, you know, Maybe last year when you're trying to make the point of getting everybody ready for the new pitch clock rules, you go a little extra on the um, the enforcement just to get everyone going back and ready this is a time for guys to get ready for the season and to take away kind of that's who knows if if ethan salas is going to get a a full count you know experience like that in any other game i mean this is his chance to you know experience this situation against a major league pitcher and a major league team see what he can do and you just take that away from him for what i thought was really a very nitpicky pitch clock violation that was the one thing that actually did bother me about the game yesterday that they didn't give him that opportunity to finish that at bat i mean if he is six feet out of the box and you know the time is up fine he was in the box he had already looked at the pitcher the clock was running down it yeah. was at like he was at 11 in the box he looked at the pitcher then he looked down just eight. to dig in at eight and because he was looking down at eight they Dang rang on. him up boy I, that umpire was excited about it too yeah. he was super he rolled that ball back out and ripped his mask off that's the one thing that actually irked me about the game yesterday not giving up 14 runs it was calling Ethan Salas out on a pitch clock violation in that situation so yeah man the uh, the the offense and and last Lack of again, the Dodgers. You know, they threw threw a couple of guys that you're going to see this season, and it's again the the bottom end of the guys are trying to eat innings as well, and you don't really manage much off of those cats as well. Um, yeah, it it that's that's what I, we're going to be looking at. You know, you, you want to start barreling balls and, and collecting some doubles, stringing some stuff together, but um, it was it it sucked. There's no there's no doubt about it. It sucked losing fourteen one. Uh, oh, it's funny though. I mean. Xander's out playing his first game at second base, and Taylor gets fisted on that ball, and I, he shouldn't have caught that ball. I don't, I don't think he was close to it, but it finds you, and it's going to find you early, and it's going to find you often. Same with Jackson Merrill, that ball down the line. I didn't think he re- he was in so much. I didn't think he had a chance to get that. I don't know. I don't know who makes that play, um, but it will find you out there. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this. Uh, game two is today, and uh, one thing I'm looking forward to: Johnny Brito is supposed to get the uh, the first inning, and the the reviews have been very positive 
uh, for Johnny Brito so far in the camp. He is obviously one of the guys competing for the last two spots in the starting rotation. So curious to see how he'll fare in, in his probably just one inning against the Dodgers' first road game of the spring. And again, uh, that'll be a streamer. Uh, Jesse and Tony will have it for you uh, online, but we'll keep you updated here uh, throughout the afternoon on both Annie and Elston and uh, the Gwyn and Chris, which will, of course, just be Chris with Tony calling the game with uh, Jesse this afternoon. But uh, yeah, curious to see how Brito and, and some of the other pitchers who get game two fair against the Dodgers. Then they don't face the Dodgers again until Korea. Until Korea. Yep. They kind of set that up that way so they won't be like looking at you know, getting a lot of looks at those those guys before the Korea games. Uh, this will be their last game against the Dodgers in spring training before the two teams uh, head out uh, in just three weeks to make that flight to Korea and play their two games to start the season. Now, I did see some legit panic yesterday, Ben. Like, I saw some people legitimately panic. Dan tweeted me. He's like, look, I'm not one who panics over spring training results for the most part. But today is exactly the example of a winning organization versus a losing organization. And I said, it sounds like you're panicking, Dan. He said, I am. He was legit upset about it. Keep in mind, if the Padres win like 9-2 to two today, it also means nothing Correct. as well. That's it. Spring training. I learned my lesson. Does not, not matter. Gambling on the game. Today. Does not matter. But there are takeaways, obviously, we'll be looking for. All right, we'll come back. Uh, take on Woods, our, our final game of the week. And the, uh, the pants issue just won't go away in Major League Baseball. Coming up next. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Our friend Adam Jones checking in for the first time in spring training, coming up at 7.35 this morning. He's one yesterday that tweeted about people panicking. I need to, I need to inform him that 99% of it is just a bit. Just a bit. People, you know, I'd click the, I put a gif up of turning off the TV when it was 8 nothing. I didn't turn off the TV. I watched it. 
Um, it's just a, it's just a thing. It's a thing that you do. It's you, you overreact because it's funny. Who is it? Our, our friend Sam, who uh, Sam. gets people to overreact and repost the people thinking his. he's serious it's about his criticism. His, it was he is after one spring training game. Ben, he is like the the Van Gogh of spring training trolling. He said this yesterday after the loss. Pathetic. Padres took a clear step back. The pitching concerns appear to be real, and the offense looks as bad as last year. I'm not convinced Schilt was the right choice to manage this team, especially after firing Melvin, who showed he can beat the rival Dodgers in the playoffs. And some of the people that wrote him back, I mean, here's one Padres fans crying already. It's spring. It's spring. Uh, it's preseason. This guy actually went to the notes feature on his phone and wrote this. This is such a bad take. Joe had to pitch against a literal super team less than six months after a season-ending injury. It's day one of spring training, and everyone acts like a team has never let a game get away from them. How about looking at some positives, like Jake looking great, or Jackson getting out there and having a decent game despite never playing about a ball? How about Manny smiling and enjoying the game in the dugout and showing up for his team in his city? I'll never understand how people can watch a three-hour game in February and claim the season is over. Also, Bob quit on us. Don't give him a get-out-of-jail-free card by claiming he was fired. Now, there's also the uh, the tendency to go too sunny sometimes. And last year, I, I think maybe we played the old, it's okay, it's early, it doesn't matter, it's spring training, it's April, spring it's May. Spring training does not matter. It it's, does not matter. Yeah, but he, we, we kind of got into the old, eh, it's April, it doesn't really matter, it's May, it doesn't really matter last season. At some point it does, but not after the first day. It does not. So you can't you can't overreact to, to what you saw in one game. And again, what you saw wasn't fourteen one bad. That was the score, but that really is the part that doesn't matter with the game yesterday. It was a error free game. Mike Schilt point that at, pointed that out. First <laughs> first game in spring training, you know, hey. no no errors in the field is is something you don't always see. And uh, you know, they're if they're, you, you, if they're going to try to button up some details, that's a good one to button up. You just turned polished it pretty good, though, in the when we were talking yeah, we about did. the game. But no, no, you did. Well, if you take away the eight run inning and the six run inning, we win one nothing. Players <laughs> <laughs> just don't give up. I'd say if, it was, uh, if you scored boxing, like each round, either one team wins or the other. Padres win on a boxing scorecard. <laughs> he didn't get knocked to the mat in the first, second, fourth. Fifth and eighth rounds, you won that third round. Maybe there's a segment in there of all right, Ben. Yeah, you got polish a couple, the turn. They got a couple of lucky punches in and a couple of innings, but the rest of the fight was really, uh, you know, was fairly even, and, and maybe even leaned toward the San Diego Padres for the rest of that fight. Now our run differential is absolutely f. Oh at yeah, this that's point. we are dead. Yeah, last year I couldn't get anyone to care about run differential when are, it was positive. It's, but it's one, one spring training game and everyone goes negative thirteen. This We're run dead. differential, it's terrible. We're dead. Now We're, it matters to you people that the run differential is not good. You know that you're going to be run differential Ben for the rest of your life, right? RDB for the rest of your life. I'm not going to be STRDB though. Spring training, training run, run differential, different. Ben. That's that is fun. not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we need a contestant for Take on Woods. Our musical trivia game is coming up here in uh, four or five minutes. 833-288-0973. Try to qualify you for the trip to Las Vegas and the uh, concert tickets to see Air Supply. Went through yesterday. Uh, Jason Stark had that uh, column of anonymous executives who he polled. Uh, just some thoughts on the offseason and what happened. He had a little addendum that he threw in yesterday. That was um, the same executives on which 
MLB teams, front offices, managers are feeling the most pressure. Essentially, like who's on the hot seat? And they came up with three choices. Number one, Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, and the Yankees. You acquire Juan Soto, you increase expectations in that market, you go 15 years without a World Series, people are starting to like expect things, and if they don't get them in New York, you can see that people are not going to be very happy. Ali Marmol and the Cardinals was number two. They are not used to having the kind of struggles that they saw yet last year in St. Louis. You can put up with it for a year. It continues for two years. Um, all of a sudden, you think they're going to want to change directions and do something different. And then number three, with uh, 10 votes of the anonymous executives, was A.J. Preller and the Padres front office. And this is this is what they, they wrote here. Last year, in this very same space, one rival exec made a bold prediction. If the Padres didn't win their division in a season when the Dodgers were in such an obvious retooling mode, quote, it'll be head-rolling time. Well, maybe not. Padres revved up the payroll to $255 million, loaded up the lineup, still finished 18 games back of the Dodgers, yet even after that debris settled, Preller's head hadn't rolled anywhere. But now the stakes seem even higher. The Padres missed that window to run down the Dodgers. Beloved owner Peter Seidler lost his battle with cancer. They're slashing payroll by nearly $100 million, and Juan Soto is 3,000 miles from the gas lamp quarter. So our voters sent a message that it's time for Preller to get very serious and nervous. They spent all that money, said one American League exec, and what do they have to show for it? I, got, I mean, strong, strong words and, yeah. and accurate words, uh, certainly by by that that exec. And they mentioned it on the broadcast. It was honestly like after they got done uh, making sweet verbal love to Shohei Otani and the Dodgers and showing Yamamoto's javelin and everything else. They did, you know, mention the San Diego Padres a little bit on the broadcast, and that was one of the first things they said. This payroll this year, a hundred million dollars less than the payroll last year. Doesn't that take some of the pressure off of having immediate success? Everyone knows you're not going to be in such a position to succeed as you were last year. I don't know that it necessarily works that way. It doesn't. You're right. I'm just I'm throwing it out there, but it doesn't work that way. It, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I mean, there there should be no quarter given to anyone. I mean, you're you're still what top thirteen payroll. It can be done. We've seen it done. It gets done all the time. So the expectations, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Benny. My expectations are no different. I, this team needs to make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs, period. And I certainly understand all the innings we lost. I don't run the team. I don't build the team. That's not for me to decide. But if I'm – I can't – we can't waste another year of Manny Machado's primes, Xander Bogart's prime, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s prime, all of these guys' primes. you got to strike, man. you got – you got enough guys that can get the job done. They just have to do it. I think the most telling comment that that you heard from Eric Kitsenda um, over the weekend was, yeah, I mean, AJ, he's got goals and he's going to be evaluated. It was different than what Peter Seidler used to say about AJ. Peter Seidler, when he talked about AJ, almost sounded like a fan. Like, I, I he can do no wrong. I He's a great baseball mind. Yeah. I respect the way he goes about his business, everything about him. You did get the sense that no matter what the actual results were on the field, Peter was going to believe in AJ's ability to eventually get it right and turn it around. Didn't quite get that sense as much from Eric Katsenda. And and he said, it's not just him, it's me, it's Eric Gruppner. We all have 
goals that we need to hit, and you know none of us are immune to accountability. And it's the first time you've really heard that attached to AJ, at least. Like, okay, the, the eyes are watching now, and there are, we won't tell you exactly what those metrics are, those measurements, but we have them, and he will be expected to meet them. And is that make the playoffs? Is that, you know, winning record? I have no idea what their actual internal evaluation and metrics will be of A.J. Preller, but they exist, and they are watching. And I would say that there's no way A.J. should feel like I can. there's nothing I can do that can cost me my job this year. There is. If the Padres had a terrible season, he's clearly not immune now to the consequences that most other GMs face when that happens. And not only just other GMs, just human beings in their daily life and work and, and the real world. That's out there, certainly. So I do think, and now we've said before, oh, seat's got to be boiling hot. Got to be. Got to be. No, it, nothing's ever happened. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you, you got 162 games. You need to win more than you lose. You need to make the playoffs and, and try to go on a run, certainly. But um, they have talent to do it. There's no question about it. There are massive, massive question marks. Every team's got question marks for the most part, um, except for the team, you know, maybe that spent a billion dollars in the offseason. The Padres weren't able to do that. In fact, they cut 100, and now they're asking you to go out and do what you couldn't do last year. It's a tall order. It's a tall order. But that's why you're the president of baseball ops, man. That's why you're the, the buck stops with you. All right. Uh, let's see. we got a contestant on the line. It is 710. Let's play a little Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 All right, Take on Woods brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. And we got Brian on the line. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. All right, you know how the game works, so let's get right to it. Uh, You get to go first and choose our category for our five questions of musical trivia. Your choices are... Call Me Jim, those are musical artists named James. Sailing the Seas, those are five different band names starting with the letter C. And we got Lucky Sevens, those are five song titles that contain exactly seven words apiece. Call Me Jim, Sailing the Seas, or Lucky Sevens. Brian, what's it going to be? Let's go with Jim. Call Me Jim. All right, today's category filled with musical artists named James. 60 seconds to get as many of the five. Then Woods comes in. We'll match scores. If you beat or tie him, we'll put you into the drawing for our two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas. Two tickets to Air Supply at the International Theater at the Westgate on May 31st and June 1st. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. have 60 seconds. First question is our two-second song. Uh, You need to give me the title of the song and the artist to score that point. We'll go from there. Brian, you ready? Yes, I am. All right. Paulie, 60 seconds on the clock. The category, Call Me Jim. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Brian. Let's take on Woods. James Brown. Uh, Papa got a brand new something. He does have a brand new something. You want to come back to it? Yes. All right, which Hall of Famer's breakthrough hit was 1970's Fire and Rain? Uh, James. Uh, James. Okay, I can't think of it. 
with his band The Shondells, which 60s rocker was famous for songs including Crimson and Clover and the original Moni Moni. Which longtime artist won his only career Grammy in roundabout fashion for his contributions to MC Hammer's 1990 hit, You Can't Touch This? Uh, oh, boy. James Taylor was number two. Yes, that's correct. You got that one. Which soulful singer from Los Angeles? We didn't even get to the last question there. You did get the one, James Taylor, Fire and Rain. Papa's got a brand new what? He's got a brand new bag. By James Brown was our two-second song. Tommy James and the Shondells. I didn't say it had to be their first name. Rick James was the uh, You Can't Touch This artist because, well, obviously, uh, MC Hammer copied his his beat line, and he actually won a Grammy for that. And Etta James will be our last answer to the question you didn't even get to. So let's bring Woods back in. Likely a, a win for Woods. We'll see. Yeah. He doesn't get the category, so we got to figure it out as he goes. All right, Bri- Brian's score is locked in. Put 60 seconds back on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Let's, I'll let you put your headphones on. Your new headphones. Yeah, brand, new. Brand, new. brand new. Better sound for take on oh, ones here. All right. nice. so 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Brian. Papa's got a brand new bag, James Brown. Correct. Which Hall of Flamers breakthrough hit was 1970's Fire and Rain? James Taylor. Correct. With his band The Shondells, which 60s rocker was famous Tommy for... Tommy James. Correct. Which longtime artist won his only career Grammy in roundabout fashion for his contributions to MC Hammer's 1990 hit, You Can't Touch This? Pass. Which soulful singer from Los Angeles is known for timeless classics, including a version of At Last that landed in the Grammy Hall of Fame? Etta James? Correct. Which longtime artist won his only career Grammy in roundabout fashion for his contributions to MC Hammer's 1990 hit, You Can't Touch oh, This? Uh, boom. Rick James. Correct. Woo. A five for five performance <clears throat> on Call Me Jim. James Brown, James Taylor, Tommy James, Rick James. Etta James, very well done. Five to one. Thank you. The final score today. Brian, thanks for playing, but uh, Woodsy takes it to wrap up our week on a Friday. All right, we'll come back with uh, Don't Do This, and uh, the pants talk is not going away. But I have some surprising news for Padres fans as well. This was nuts. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Woods made it funny. Woods made it funny. Don't do this. Coming up after a check of traffic, we'll be right back with more Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. Moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this is brought to you by the Kraft Taco in mm. Sorrento Valley. You missed like, out, The Polly. biggest do-do oh. this ever you missed out on oh. lunch. Oh, it was so good. Kraft Taco is some of the best quality tacos oh. in all of San Diego. <laughs> Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. I might actually have to like resist sometimes just like pulling off You're on my way kidding, to like work dude. in the afternoon. Because it's right there off the freeway in Sorrento Valley. So good. So, so good. All right. Um, pants talk is not going away, but... As we start Don't Do This today, I think it will come as a surprise 
to some Padres fans that they were not wearing the new pants yesterday. They have not apparently even received their new pants. I wonder why. For Major League Baseball yet. Major League Baseball is a little behind in terms of the pants production. When it comes to the producing of the pants, not every team has their pants. But the teams that do have their pants are not happy with their pants. And it started out simply as a... um, like a fit issue, they weren't as customizable as the old pants, and not you know, guys tailorable. Who, guys who really want the tight pants were they were too loose. Guys who want looser pants, they could be a little too tight. There wasn't much they could do in terms of the tailoring, so that was the first problem. But the new problem that that seems to now be a thing in Major League Baseball is that the pants are well, they're lighter weight. You know, they're. They're supposed to be more comfortable, a little uh, not as thick material. But when you use lighter weight, not as thick material, and the pants are white because they're baseball pants, the pants are see-through, like pretty translucent. Translucent was the word I was going for. When it comes to the the ability to see what's on underneath the pants, Male I think the anatomy. I think the uh, well, I mean. I mean, it may just be the tucked-in shirt of the player. No, I've seen that where you can Definitely see like the tails the, of the shirt, the tails under, of the shirt You've under seen the that. pants. It's that's not a great. I'm not a fashion guru, but that's not a terrifically sharp look. No. when you can see the tucked-in tails and of the jersey inside your pants because they're so see-through. Baseball jerseys are long as hell. They are the, the real pro jerseys, like the ones we get out of fantasy camp. I mean, they come down to like mid thigh, so you got to you have to tuck them in. Um, and now you can see the, the tail, but uh, unfortunate scene yesterday for Giants and San Diegan. Uh, Casey Schmidt, he's from here, yeah? yeah. Uh, San Diego State. San Diego State. Yeah. He uh, went and did his pictures. and uh, It's not Photoshopped, you don't think? N- it's definitely not. Nuts. He hung some brain on there. And I, I don't, yes, it's a pants problem. It's also maybe... Put some sliders. I get it. You're going to go take a picture. You're not going to put your sliders and your Under Armour tights and stuff on. But maybe you should going forward because that man is sitting there one leg up. And you see just the outline of... I mean, it's possible. I mean, Easter's coming up. Maybe he has a couple of those Cadbury eggs for later just in his pocket. And just holding them for future consumption. Let me know the first person... On the planet that has ever smuggled Cadbury eggs in his <laughs> front of his pants where his wiener is. <laughs> I felt terrible for him uh, because now it's out there. I did amplify it. I am sorry. I did have to make a joke. I'm sorry. I apologize to Casey and his parents. But it's I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm sure his teammates are having... Hmm, an absolute blast with it. If his locker isn't filled with walnuts this morning, I don't know what the Giants are doing. Uh, I mean, it is. It's as clear as day, man. Clear. Now there was a, also a picture yesterday going around of a Padres player that you can oh, bent Ru- over. You could see something. Paulie and Paulie immediately I recognized that, that like last, year. last year. Yeah, Adam sent that over. Like, oh, these pants are an issue. That and wasn't like- Xander. It was Ruggie Odor. Last year, bending over, I believe. Like, and it's like... I don't know why that was going around. You can like, tell because it was the Milwaukee Brewers the who were Brewers, in the background. Right? Right? No Dodgers not, players. Not the background. Dodgers. I don't think it was... Was it Xander? Well, listen. That was the... Casey Schmidt was the beans, and then that picture was the Frank. 
And and how'd you get the beans above the frame? It's also National Tootsie Roll Day. It is. If anyone was interested. I yeah, that picture was last year. Um, I do feel bad for Casey Schmidt. Now everyone has seen, you know, seen what he's working with. Senior boys. Would you? All right. Here's a question. I mean, if you had to pick one, <laughs> pranks or beans that was exposed? Beans. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's really not. I don't think it matters. There's not much of a difference when it comes to beans. <laughs> beans or beans. Some beans are bigger than others. Not really. Sure they are. I mean, yeah, but not in a way that is a huge difference, I would think. But the frame. There's definitely variations. Correct. (laughs) On that one. Pouring sweat. It's your turn. Are we done with this? Or don't do this. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, Man. (laughs) Good luck. I I can't believe you missed this yesterday, Benny. You guys didn't see Kevin Durant running on the court. Uh, in Dallas to go play, here in Dallas, uh, to go play against the Mavericks yesterday. They're running out of the tunnel. All right, play the audio, Polly. I can't really hear anything from it's this the, It's at the very beginning. Okay, right there. That's all you needed to hear. I. It sounded like a child crying. Play it again. Crying. Listen. Boost it up. Loud as it goes. Kevin Durant runs on the court. Lady. In the, the the front row. Bitch! My man, run, is running. He's He stops immediately. Stops, puts on the e-brake. Walks right back up. The lady then is in full panic. Sticks She's her, reaching out for ha, a high ha, five. Sticks her hand out for a high five. After you just called him a bitch. Like, he was hot about it. He was absolutely... I mean, he slammed the brakes on Benny and went back in and uh, had a conversation with her. Listen, don't be surprised when a player... Like, you don't have license just because you're down on the floor to do that to players. And don't be surprised when they come up and get in your face. And the panic in her face as she extended her her arm like, ha, 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 I was just kidding. And uh, the guy that she was with... Leaned in, and he was talking to, and I think he said, I've, oh, I've got a podcast, and Kevin Durant just turned and walked away. Um, I think the moral of the story is we have enough podcasts. There's plenty of podcasts. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a curveball here for you on, on do-do this. D-D mega do-do. I've, uh, I finally joined the other side, and it's kind of fun. Um, it Through the station, I had the opportunity <laughs> to do my first uh, prize, prize picks daily fantasy, oh, and uh, I played my first game. Yesterday, picked a couple of uh, more than. Basically, it's just like you look at points and like, will they score more than this or less than this? And I did a couple of players at Scotty Barnes because I know he is not a complete crap. And I picked complete crap. And I picked um, uh, from the Clippers. Uh, Who's the local guy in the Clippers? Uh, Norm Powell. And first first half points more than it was uh, two of them together, and I scored my very first win ever. I've never obviously you. Have uh, you make your picks and selections? But I finally got to do that, and it was it was a lot of fun. I see what the appeal is now for people who get into uh, daily fantasy stuff. Daily and fantasy is pretty fun. I, I will a, be uh, I I'll a, be talking about it in the future, official in an official capacity. So did you win like money? I did. did win, I like, won fifteen points? bucks. Fifteen dollars. I did. Oh boy, your mom right now is screaming at the television or at the uh, radio because of my. Bad, I mean, everything in moderation is important, but you can choose uh, all kinds of different sports. I got a. Uh, I got a golf game going today. I am counting on the winds kicking up in 
Mexico this okay. afternoon and causing scores to rise. So I'm like uh, choosing against a bunch of players and, and like total greens and regulation. But they got all kinds of different options and actually kind of fun. And I, what is I, it I really again? enjoyed it. It's called Prize Picks. Prize Picks. Yeah. Daily Fantasy and uh, Gambling yeah, can, Ben. Holy cow! It's a, it's a whole new side of me that you're going to learn about probably in the coming weeks. Everyone so. blaming me in the chat. I he is a grown man. He is 48 years old. We take him to one strip club and look at him now. He is gambling <laughs> and well, I mean, I mean, when you win, it is. Yeah, of course yeah, it is. It's definitely enjoyable feeling oh, when I God. when it turned green. Like it's it's got colors. It's like hey, it's if it's yeah. red, you lose. Yeah, if it's green, you I win. And I know how gambling. All works. my picks turn green, and I go wait. I just I just won for the first time ever. It was a lot of fun. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Kim and everyone involved in Ben's family. I did not mean for it to do this. So, I have pulled that demon out of Ben Higgins. So we were just um, talking about the pants, the the see-through pants. Yeah. Uh, Adam Jones is going to join us when we come back. He mentioned yesterday on social media that when he played, yeah. there was nothing under those pants. So right, that, could, that could have been an issue with the see-through pants nowadays. Get his thoughts on his conversation with Manny Machado from his podcast this week. And more when we come back with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Our next guest um, apparently just liked to to let it all hang loose under those baseball pants during his career. Call it uh, free balling. Right. Yeah. Right. Which uh, is now no longer something that uh, players may be able to do with the... uh, I mean, I guess they could. The new pant. Well, that's true. They could do it. To each their own. To each their own. Uh, We will talk to uh, Adam Jones right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. I can probably count on one hand the number of times that I have not worn underwear in my life. What do I call it again? Free balling? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. I just... Commando? I, yeah, commando. I I just feel more comfortable with some sort of support. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking again. You have khaki shorts on, and I'm just seeing 85% of your white, creamy thighs right now. <laughs> thighs are fine. We gotta we have to do a Nick's Nay on the sh- shorts. The shorts. We can't be wearing shorts in here. Shorts are fine. I can't be looking at your white thighs. Look at them. 
very short, too. And getting short. It's Friday. It's casual Friday. <laughs> Anyways, Adam Jones, <laughs> Adam Jones joins us right now. I hear him laugh in the background. Hey, Jake, good morning. <laughs> Happy spring training. I'm not trying to look at his leg. Where are you going? Where are you going? Go get some sun, man. San Diego. <laughs> Just wear pants in here. I have a golf tan. You, you understand that, AJ. That's, you know, I wear golf shorts. I get a golf tan. Uh, the thighs don't oh, necessarily match the the calves. They're are a little glaring white. <laughs> I mean, I was dying yesterday. First of all, welcome back, man. It's been so long Appreciate since we've it. talked to you. How's the family? Everybody's good. They're on a mountain somewhere, and I'm just waiting for the credit card bill. Oh, good. good. Always a fun, always <laughs> a fun uh, vacation experience. Um, exactly. Well, we missed you, number one, and, and number two. Welcome back to the program. And number three, did you really go commando under your your baseball pants? Not all the time, but if it was hot, I mean, you just you had to play to the elements. And one thing I didn't do though is I wouldn't dive in head first. So there's just you know you play to the you play to the elements. When it's cold, I probably had on tights. When it was the summertime, hey man, it's 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 hot out there, especially any for like batting practice and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, nobody cares. That makes but sense. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Now I guess it's a story. Now I mean, you've seen uh, I think the guy from the Giants. You've seen uh, what he's dealing with. So I see it's again, you got, you got guys, everybody, I think in fashion and sports now going tighter, smaller. Yes. So, I mean, now I guess people are going to see the more than the bulge. You see veins and you see all this other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is the, is the NBA next? Are they going to go back to the Larry Bird really short shorts again? There was oh, no, no worse look in in <laughs> oh, professional dude. sports than these short NBA shorts. Oh, I think it was great. I mean, oh. now I mean, I mean, were the but see the thing is though, it's like evolution. There weren't long sleeve like tights back then. You know, and then, yeah. and then even when they came in, say, um, like the late 80s, early 90s or something, the, the tights even went longer than the shorts. So, <clears throat> I mean, if you bring in those Larry Bird ones, I mean, guys are wearing them now, but they they're are. wearing tights underneath. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the longer shorts going to come back, but you've seen it with just fashion in general and probably the shorts you got on now. Yeah, a little bit too small. Need a little larger inseam. Well, and we've seen a lot of it coming out of spring training this year. And listen, I... I got to imagine, I, I got excited, and I get excited, uh, AJ, when I picked up my adult league jerseys last week. I mean, I ripped the box open like I was a little kid, held up my number, <laughs> put it on. I was like elated. Now, you make the big leagues, you're all, you're invited to, to big league camp, and you show up in your locker, and your one is higher than the zero, and your name's all janky, and, and there's creases in it. That's unacceptable at this level, is it not? Hey, I'm going to tell you this. Any day that you get to walk into that clubhouse and a jersey is I there know, with your name on it, I don't give a damn. No, why I you don't. Understand, right? I don't believe but, you. I don't again, believe you. I think I, if I you're. I that, but then, but then I'm going to go on further. Right. But to that, but to that, it has to be done properly. Like it has to be done properly. It just is what it is. Like you're a billion, like this is a billion dollar business. Like yes, most, the minutest thing we should be talking about is the uniform. That's the, my to me. We should not be talking about the we should not be talking about the uniform now, especially the pants. The jerseys have went have went lighter over the years. I remember when I first got caught up in 06 with Seattle, they started using those dry fitter dry fitted jerseys that are a little bit lighter. Which again, in the summertime, they they play better. They're more flexible. The pants, I, I, I do remember how they started to get a little bit lighter. 
because again, performance. It's all about performance. And you know, now I, I don't know what fabric they're using. Maybe it's that ghost fabric right now. Yeah. But they they got to go back. <laughs> they got to go back to the to to that straight white normal. I mean, cotton. If it costs a little bit more, if it makes people hot, that's on them. But you know, you can't be seeing people's uh, manhoods walk around all day. The uh, Adam Jones podcast landed a, a pretty big guest uh, earlier this week. If you haven't checked it out yet, Manny Machado uh, sat down with you for a nice conversation. Tell me a little bit about your chat with Manny. Well, how long did it take you to, well, to get him? Yeah, too, how long yeah. have you been working on this? Well, I work on Manny. I work on certain people at certain times. I'm a, I'm in Spain. I can't. I'm not going to talk to Manny at, in the West Coast. Waking him up at ten, eleven o'clock. I'm not going to do that. I either I I had windows for him when he, when you guys were on the East Coast when the Padres on the East Coast. I had a little bit more of a window, but I just I seen how the season was working and I just waited and I waited. Like saying, well, my first episode I had the governor. I wanted to have him on in November, October, but I waited so that the lease can be signed in Baltimore. New ownership change in Baltimore. So I waited for a couple of things. With Manny, I think it was the best time to get him in spring training when everything happened last year. You got a whole new, you got an off season, you got to see surgery, his rehab, the owner passing, unfortunately. Like there was a lot of things that uh, by waiting, I was able to talk to him a lot uh, about more, opposed to if I got him in July, yeah. there was a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to ask him. And he was great. And again, I know he doesn't talk a lot uh, to a lot of people, which is smart. But um, to be able to get him to open up a little bit, he's older, so I think he understands that role now, and that I think he's going to be a little bit more vocal with you guys. Did you give him any parenting advice? He's got the, the new one on the way here in just a, yeah. just a month or two. I think he has enough people on his side to give him parenting advice. He's going to get more next I, week. I mean, so, many, right, so many people were telling me, do this, do that, that, that. I'm like, man, okay, like my this, this is baby Jones. It's going to be baby, baby different than your baby, so – the biggest advice I really got was you'll figure it out. It's when true. the baby cries, there's only two things. That's a dirty diaper or he's hungry. Or he's hungry. Right? Yep. And I'm a man. I'm the dad, so he don't need my boob. That's right. So you know what I mean? You're worthless exactly. for like six so months. Take him, up, yeah. take him over here. I was, I was a smart father at, at that age. I knew, like, look, there's only a certain amount of things I can do, and I'm just going to pick you up and take you to where you need to go. That's exactly right. I'm, I can't wait to just heap yeah, I can't parent, either. Parenting I mean, advice on him. Pictures all over the world. All right, so let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the two teams that I think we we you know follow the most. You certainly follow the uh, the Orioles based on your long career there, and the San Diego Padres based on the fact that you're from San Diego and still root very hard for the Padres and some of your boys that are on the team. The Orioles. Do you get the sense, uh, AJ? Now it's it's been a it's been an interesting off season for them. Won 100 games. You know, got bounced early, mm-hmm. but that's some really good experience for those young young players. Do you get the sense though that they may take a step back? I mean, you've seen that before that little that little playoff hangover. Do you get the sense that they're probably hungrier than ever to get back? I think it. I think they're going to be hungrier than ever. Now, to that, 101 wins. That is going to be challenging. Yeah. That is very, very hard to duplicate in the arena, to do again and over and over. That's very hard to do. But to say that they, uh, to say that I don't think they're going to be in the playoff race and fighting for the AL East would be idiotic. I think they're going to be right there the entire year because they have those guys who have seen people beat them. They didn't like when the Rangers beat them. I was watching the, the celebration. I mean, I was watching the celebration, and the Orioles fans, they were, I mean, the players, they were watching them on the bench like, okay, okay, all right, y'all got us. You older team, more veteran. You got us, but we're going to be hungry and come back for more. And I'm just excited again. I'm going to be down there next week, and I'm excited to see just the just 
to feel the energy around them because I talked to a few guys on the team and they're like, man, we are ready to just get on this field. We're ready for these games to start. And again, by adding Corbin Burns, who is a bona fide ace bulldog, Cy Young, uh, you, you just, you add a different pedigree, a different element of success. And I think that it's just going to propel them to, again, 101 wins. That's going to be very hard, but I think to, for them to be in the playoffs, I think they are going to be, fighting for that all year, and I think they have a very good chance of doing something special this year. I love the addition of Corbin Burns. I, I think it's a no-brainer. When you got that deep of a farm system, use it. You know, Even if it's just a one-year rental, yeah. use it. I Now, I've heard the argument that people say the Orioles should go all in, step it up. They're still... Right. You know, Blake Snell is still sitting out there. If you really want to make sure you you put the the stranglehold on that division and give yourself a best chance in a, a short series in the playoffs, go out and make one more big move. What do, what do you think about that idea? Well, maybe not Snell for them because again, Snell's going to command twenty thirty. I mean, whatever reports. I don't know the exact reports, but he's. I mean, being a free agent, he's going to command twenty. 30. New owners, come so, on, he, just, he can afford it. I, they oh, easily can afford it, but I think they have more they have more uh, equity when it comes to player personnel, and it's going to be really exciting to see if because again, like they traded DL Hall and Ortiz for Corbin Burns, they didn't give up that much. I love both those players, but they didn't give up that much. They still kept the majority of their prospects. There's still other guys out there. I think their their biggest cash is in the is in their farm system, not necessarily pocketbook. I know they have uh, new owners in Mr. Rubenstein and others, but I just think that the prospect is where their cash is really at, and I think, you know, they still can do more moves. They don't have to. Do you wonder, I mean, all right, what's what's Blake Snell going through right now? What's Cody Bellinger going through right now? What's Matt Chapman going through, Jordan Montgomery? I mean, these are guys that, you know, are, are really, really good baseball players. We all know who their agent is. I don't, you know, they're, they're, it has some effect on, on everything, Adam, but what is Blake Snell going through right now? I mean, you fresh off of Cy Young, you expect boom, time to get. In. It's like I'm. I mean, I, he's I, not honestly, work. I think it's. I think it sucks. Um, on two things, like again, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. He should have a job. On the other side, is he command? Is he asking for too much? I don't know. Again, these, the player is different than the agent. Yeah, the player wants to get on the field. The agent wants the biggest payday. What would you so have done if, you in know, this situation? You call your agent, and you're sitting there, and, and you know, there's a bunch of teams, and everyone's back to work right now, and you're sitting at home just dying. Um, I, I did this in, 2000, in 2013. I mean, 2019. It's frustrating. Yeah, you just got to ride the wave. You got to ride it. You got you, you, Nothing you can force. You can, it's not like you can call the team and ask them to yeah. come and uh, Save like, you. find me. So. Right. So basically what you do is you just wait, be patient. I think he's going to land somewhere awesome. Maybe it's not maybe it's not for the price that he envisioned at first, but it's going to be something good and lucrative. It may be a one- or two-year deal, but it's going to be something good and short. <laughs> but I think he needs to get back on the field. And I think because of his pedigree and his personality integrity, I know he wants to – he's biting at the apple to pitch. I know he wants the perfect contract. But by waiting this long, you might not get it, unfortunately. Talking to Adam Next Jones up. here, and uh, just to back to the Padres and, and Manny for a second. He said all the right things. I mean, you know, yeah, disappointed that, that Juan Soto is gone, and it's tough to replace such a great player. But he's also, you know, believes in the guys that they have in the clubhouse and uh, the prospects for this season. What did you really get as your authentic takeaway, though, of where Manny is kind of mentally uh, on where the Padres are as an organization at this point? Well, I mean, it's 
it's common sense to see what happened in up, uh, you know, 120 miles north. Um, but I think Manny knows that he loves to be the underdog. He's always been, you know, coming from Baltimore, we were the underdog. We had New York and Boston in our face every damn day yelling at us. And, you know, if we made a move, they made 10 moves. Yep. So I think that Manny understands that, look at, hey, it's the challenge. It's the challenge of it's the challenge of the major leagues, and you know he knows it ain't gonna be easy. Everybody knows it ain't gonna be easy, but it's the challenge that he's gonna have to face, and I think he's ready for it. I Interesting. Be, almost it. being less comfortable is more of a comfort zone. To not, I not, think so because it's, the day he got to Baltimore, it's like okay, wait, you guys are fighting for the you guys are fighting for the division with the Yankees. Good luck fighting for you know. It's, it's, so he, for his first day in the big leagues were under duress, under stress. Yeah. And I think he's, he's – look at his career. He's thrived under it. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see him when the Dodgers come to town and they're going to be all these people, oh, the Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. But I can't wait to manage just does something and then, you know, looks all pretty doing it. 100%. I love that. you got to be ready to run through a wall, man. So I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us again. I'm going to use that, that underdog uh, next week when we go out to spring training and, and talk to those guys a little bit about it because they are. They had all the pub last year. They, they spent the most money and got the most players, and it didn't work. So I want to I try to tap into their mindset a little bit about what it's like being on the other side this year. It's really good stuff, man. Yeah, always, brother. And great life advice. If you're not wearing underwear, don't, don't dive head first. Do not dive head first. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Don't go head first. That's it's right. going to be a tough one. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Adam Jones, uh, host of the Adam Jones Podcast and one of our absolute favorites. It had been a while since we had chatted uh, with Adam, but uh, if you want to check out his podcast, Manny Machado was the guest this week and certainly of interest uh, to Padres fans with their longstanding relationship. I mean, you could be criticized, though, like, hey, why didn't you die for that one? Well, I'm not wearing underwear. Yeah, I don't have any underwear on. Can't I, slide I, head first. I wear a cup on the field at any, any position and every position, and I know people that still don't. Even in the outfield. Even in the outfield. I don't wear them in the outfield. I always do. I just, it's in, I don't wear them when I'm pitching. It's in the stall. Oh, bro, that's where I, you got to. I mean, wow. put it in the slider. One hopper. Yeah, one hopper. A one hopper right back at the, the mound. <laughs> it never feels good. Um, it doesn't even feel good when you have a cup on, but you, I, I don't set, on the, set foot on the field without one because it's just – you know, yeah, I, I, there may be a misconception, and it's been a long time since I've played or, or wore one, but it's not as though it's like a bulletproof vest. It, you, it may save your life, yeah, but it's, but it's still not going to feel good if it you hits it. You don't just sit there. And go, oh, it yes. prevents mostly prevents permanent damage. Yeah, correct. But it's yeah, still it's, going. To it hurt. hurts like a mother, dude. Yeah. Still, so I, I don't, I don't. I'm not letting my kids on the field without one. I'm not going on the field without one. Uh, it's not that uncomfortable. You get used to it. Um, but these pants, dude, these pants are something. They're something else. They are something else. And you can't, like you said, you can't walk out on the field. It's Kansas City in July. It's 114 <laughs> degrees on the field. And you got nothing on underneath. Bro, I was reading last year about Mookie Betts. He wears, you know the the tights that everyone wears now? We all wear them uh, to keep the compression tights. He wears two pairs. <laughs> two pair under his pants. I'm like, He's got to be roasting out there, but keeps him loose and 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 warm. It's just insane to me. Playing in L.A. too with Oof. two pairs of compression pants on. It's bananas. All right, we are uh, we're going to come back for our uh, third hour, our eight o'clock hour. Uh, Polly's back, and uh, he checked through the uh, the voicemails yeah. and picked one up that we missed over the last couple of days. It's a good one, man. Looking forward to that. We also have a lineup for day two of Padres spring training. It looks very different than the lineup for day one of Padre Spring Training. We're going to do a little bit of a quiz when we come back. I'd be impressed if either of you get it right. Okay. But the quiz will be 
I will give you the last names. See if you can attach a first name. Uh, I will not cheat, I promise. To everybody okay. in the Padres lineup today. Let's do it. I give you the last name. You give me the first name of the person in the Padres lineup against the Dodgers today. Done and done. We will do that when we come back. It is Ben and Woods, two hours down, two hours to go on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. On a Friday, mercifully, Ben and Woods, just two hours to, uh, remaining till we uh, take it to the house for the weekend, get ready to peel out of town on Sunday, heading to Peoria, Arizona, to uh, sit and uh, visit with many of your favorite San Diego Padres players and 
personnel and see some friends out there. Really looking forward to it. I always do. Uh, it is a like I said earlier. It is a privilege to be able to do this. One that we do not take lightly. Meet some new faces, perhaps. Hundred like, percent. Like the guys in today's. Starting lineup for okay. Mike Schilt against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That, Schilt uh, was, on the hot seat with this lineup was already? just released. Well, I mean, it's spring training, so it doesn't really matter. But honestly, I don't even think this is a compliant lineup. I, <laughs> based on what I've been told, is you're supposed to take at least four regulars with you on the road in spring training. It's just like a courtesy thing, okay. so other fans get to see at least a couple of your like recognizable players. Okay. But regulars like, like Manny Machado, regulars. Jake Cronenworth, this Xander li- Bogarts, I believe Fernando Tatis Jr. This lineup of the nine guys in the lineup, not including pitchers, only includes two guys who are even on the 40-man roster. I've got seven non-roster invites okay. in the lineup today. And I will give you the lineup. I'm going to give you the last names and the positions. Now, Will, is this something that Dave Roberts is going to make a stink about? I don't know. He might. The answer is probably He yes. might. He can get uh, he can get up in arms about little things. He occasionally. does. He does. I didn't like that. He likes to say I didn't like how he did that. I didn't like that swing. I didn't like how he looked. Yeah, disrespectful, right? All right. So I will give you the uh, the name and the position. Okay. And Paulie's got it up there, and we don't have the the first names. And you play along at home. Leading off of the Padres, the shortstop, blank, Wade, Tyler, Tyler Wade. Wade. I had Very good. Uh, forgotten that they had picked him up. I will. My bold prediction is that he makes this team because he always finds a way to scrounge and fight. All right, and very claw. good. I All think right. you're going to get the next four. Okay. Batting second in right field, blank Mitchell. Uh, Cal. Cal Mitchell. Uh, San Diego's Cal Mitchell. Correct. Ron Roster invitee, and he also has a chance to make the team Indeed. as an outfielder. Batting third, hot prospect. First baseman, blank Pauly. Uh, Graham. Graham Pauly. Very good. All right, you're definitely getting this one. At catcher, one of the regulars in this lineup, blank Higashioka. Kyle. Kyle. And then uh, the third baseman will be Batten fifth, blank Batten. Matt. Okay, now it gets tough. Batting sixth, the designated hitter, blank Perez Jr. Blank Perez Jr. Tony. It's not Tony Perez. Not Tony Perez Jr. Not Tony Perez Jr. No Tonys there. Who is it? Paulie, any idea? No. Robert Robert Perez Perez. Jr. All right. Batting seventh in center field. Blank Johnson. Blank Johnson. I would not have gotten this one. Um, Luke. Luke is incorrect. Paulie? Harold. Harold. Harry Johnson. There's not a lot of... No. no. Okay, now you're being funny. Bryce. Bryce Johnson. Johnson is okay. batting seventh and playing center field. Batting eighth and playing left field. Blank Mercado. Blank Mercado. This is actually a guy with some big league experience. Julio. No. Tucapita. No, oh, yeah. not Mercano. Mercano. Mercado. Mercado. Like the market. Uh, this is Oscar. Mercado, who will be batting eighth. Mercano, Mercado. Playing left field for the Padres. And then finally, got to see him a little bit in the game yesterday, batting ninth, the second baseman, Blank McCoy. Blank. Oh, we did see him. McCoy. Uh, Made a nice play. Starts with an M, doesn't it? It does. Uh, Mike. Mike? No, not Mike. No, he's a coach for the Padres. This would be. Harold. 
No, it's, it's M. You got it's M. M is correct. I give you the M. M-, M- uh, ah, Mason. Mason yes. McCoy. Very good, Woods. That is your lineup. Wade Mitchell, Pauly, Higashioka, Batten, Perez Jr., Woo. Johnson, Mercado, McCoy. Excited to see and, this uh, one. Johnny today. Brito on the mound. At least for uh, an inning for the San Diego Padres in Glendale Camelback Ranch against the L.A. Dodgers once again. Uh, Jesse will have that one for you streaming today, uh, but uh, we'll keep you updated here on 97.3 The Fan. That is as uh, anonymous of a spring lineup as we have seen from the Padres since, well, I don't know, 2018, maybe 2017. It's been a while since we've seen one like that in spring training. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think... Um... I, I would like, you know, and I know that they got in the game yesterday, but wouldn't you have liked to see, like, Jackson Merrill back out there again or um, or, or Graham Pauly or uh, Graham's in there, uh, Jacob Marcy, guys like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, for the most part, you don't play two in a row in the first week. Yeah. You're, you're going to see guys who didn't play yesterday I, will play today. Which I understand in a normal and scenario. He, and you'll probably see some of those guys. Merrill will play tomorrow, but, likely. But this is a different Seen in that a lot of these young guys are allegedly going to be potentially counted on to make this team. Like these aren't these aren't. Oh, they got an invite to to big league camp and we want to see what they can do. Right? They're going to all like. There's a legit chance. Of yeah, these but, guys but keep be, in mind, games are not the only place these guys can, are being being evaluated, okay, and and they, they may have a an inter squad type game back at at in Peoria for the guys who aren't going or you know at least some live matchups that they'll be evaluated on things other than their one or two at bats that they get in those spring training games quite probably quite a bit more than just what happens in the official cactus league portion of the schedule by the way it doesn't mean that those guys won't be there and get into the game later you know what some, I'm saying? Some yeah, might, yeah. Some they it, won't. Like, they won't. It won't be like yesterday. Did you see that Padres dugout yesterday? Insane. It looks Ninety-seven like, people. Like the looks most like crowded the dugout one, I've ever that's seen. That's our dugout on Sundays. It's yesterday. the tier one team. I wonder if Mike Schilt is a little more. Um, like you got, we you got to be there for the first. If we're at home and I we're there, it. you got to be in that dugout for at least like five innings or something. I liked it. I thought it was like a team thing. I'm pretty sure that's now, why he said it. It's common for guys to get their two or three innings, maybe start the game, and then they bolt off. And then they're yeah. gone. They yeah. walk down the line. Head up the and, right and that happened fence. yesterday. The, the, the dugout sure was much emptier by the end of the game than it was but at the beginning. I swear, I was watching in the, I don't know, sixth, seventh inning. Like, the game was way over at that point. And Manny was still in the dugout. And he didn't play, obviously, yeah. in that game. But he was still in the dugout oh, yeah. talking with Schilt right there on the railing. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. It's, it's eyewash. I love eyewash. Uh, Fine. Now Give I, it to I me. just want all the eyewash. Yeah. Uh, I did like uh, there was a shot. Uh, of Jackson Merrill sitting right next to the skipper, you know, right up next to him, and, and Schultz, Teachers Schultz doing the bit and showing him this and that. So yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, the comments. What'd you guys think of Fernando's comments in the, uh, in the first inning of that terrible interview? You mean those comments when he talked about Jackson Merrill and how he gave it the he's on the team. He's, he's on the team. I'm like, oh my god, he hasn't taken a swing yet I, I did in, in a game. That. He's uh, well, he's like me. He's ready to go. He's good. They he's on the that. team. He's, he's making bit. the team. It's like, Oof. I mean, either Nando's heard something that uh, the rest of us hasn't, or he's just being a good teammate and building up a kid with some confidence. Going, oh yeah, I think he's uh, he's made the team. He's good to go. Yeah. So, uh, but I did notice that. that yeah. is that is one of the things. Oh I did no, notice. I think he's ready. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, we love to rush. Boy, we love to rush. But you know, at this point. 
this point, what real choice do, do we have right now with with uh, we don't know if they're going to be adding any additional players? And, and to it speaks to your theory, Ben, of that they want to see what they have before they go out and sign someone. Um, but, you know, it, it, it like you said, they're evaluating them in other ways. But uh, I, I really thought and we still may see some of them in the lineup today um, after. some. Yeah, of the speaking of my theory, um the bone of my sword tweeted me. He says, was thinking about Ben's theory during the night. Frankly, AJ has like a week at most to see what he has yeah, dude. with the kids. They leave for Korea March 14th. Trades and free agent signings take time. And whoever they get needs some playing time. This is really not fair to them or the kids. I, I think there's a good point there. It's not like you're going to have a month to evaluate and then you can make the moves. Now, there may be a move that is made after Korea even. There, there still could be players Absolutely. or trades. Certainly trades will be available at the end of spring training. In fact, sometimes they're more available at the end of spring training as teams realize, hey, we gotta, we're going to have to cut this guy or we can make a trade of a couple of other players to, to work out spots on our roster. So you actually get more moves as you get closer to those deadlines. Now, at some point, the free agents will be signed and they will be gone so you have to keep that in mind that you can't wait forever, you know, on free agents. The 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 stock is limited when it comes to those those moves and you're going to have to make a decision probably sooner rather than later on at least one or two of those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see uh, how today goes and and yeah, I mean, what are we watching for today? Obviously, you're watching for guys you're watching for guys like Graham Pauly, see what they look like at the dish. You're watching for uh, see what Johnny Brito does. I think everyone's going to be watching that and and to see. I don't know who he's got planned on on throwing today, but I would assume like a Wusuk Go would probably get an inning today, assuming he's healthy and see some of these other I guys. Would agree. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Today. I'm hoping that uh, they don't have to you know go to any minor leaguers in the first inning. Yeah. Johnny Brito, give us a clean frame. Get 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 through. Get the uh, get the Padres maybe a run on the board, a lead at some point yeah. in a game would be That's good to see. Fair enough. All right, uh, getting Pauly back means we can uh, take care of some of the the business that gets overlooked when he's not here yeah. occasionally. Woods, and that includes going through our our voicemails, our which can be emailed or voicemailed or called. There's many ways you can communicate now with the Ben and Woods program. Sure. In the year 2024. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't want Adam to have anything extra on his plate yesterday. So Paulie came in this morning and uh, and found this banger from our friend, uh, who's all the way over in Scotland. Right. We um we first, remember we met Welsh Friar. We yep. had him on. He has a new then, podcast, by the way, Welsh. And Friar. then we learned. We learned that if you go a little north from Wales to Scotland, there's also a, a Scottish Padres fan living up in the Tier One, the moors one. or the highlands, or you know, on the locks of Scotland up there. All right, lads, Alistair Stewart phone you, yes, up. It's been ages since I phoned in, and loads has happened, so I had to phone yous again. You heard you had a nice wee time out there in the desert, that fantasy camp. Uh, I'm sure your wives are dead proud of yous uh, when you were at fantasy camp, as they were cooking and cleaning and picking kids up for preschool and selling houses, this and that. Go to the grocery store and the clerk says, ah, I haven't seen your husband for a few days. And she says, oh, no problem. Uh, he's out at fantasy camp in the desert. I am so proud of my wee little slugger. I hope he scores loads of points at fantasy camp. And I know he's mates now with the Jake Peavy and Goose Gossage. He's got his phone number. He can ring him any time. They're having the time of their lives at fantasy camp. 
But I heard there was a star of fantasy camp, but it wasn't Stephen and it wasn't Paul. It was Mr. Ben Higgins, Whoa. who had a bit yeah. of an encounter with the lassie of the evening. <laughs> uh, there was a exchange of goods and services for <clears throat> money. And uh, Ben floated away from that encounter with a lady named Delilah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that is her real name. And he was singing, Hey there, Delilah, I would sure enjoy a lap dance. Won't you come over here and I'll put five dollars in your underwear? Is that your natural shade of hair? I don't care. So we'll watch that situation and see what develops with that. And we'll also keep our eyes on our team and see what develops with the ball team. They just had a big signing. They went from two to three outfielders. Aye, well done on that one. Three is better than two, AJ. So they signed Jerickson Profar. Aye, Jerickson, that is a good Scottish name. Jerickson, the son of Jerick. Eh, but something tells me that he may not actually be Scottish, lads. I can't quite put my finger on it. Something about him. Eh, I reckon he actually is probably Welsh. Aye, you got Jerickson Profar from Wales. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And uh, lads, I'll phone you again before the season. I've got to go now. Uh, but uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, cheers. Cheers to you, cheers. my friend. Thank you for that banger of a voicemail. Um, a lassie of the evening. Lassie of the evening. <laughs> the song was fantastic. It, 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 every, all of it. All of it was fantastic. <laughs> the beef says, this is great. I want to buy this guy a pint. Yeah, I, would, I could go for a pint right now. Uh, myself, we could get like. Hey there, Delilah. I would sure enjoy a lap dance. Won't you come over here and I'll put five dollars in your underwear? Is that your natural shade of hair? I don't care. <laughs> Basically the same thing. That's a good idea in the chat. Um, a, a version of a weekly breakdown for the team's performance. I would like a recap. Potentially every Friday. Uh, if, if you're listening right now, uh, Tier 1, what is his name? Alistair? Stuart McAllister. Alistair, Stuart McAllister. Alistair McStewart <laughs> McAllister. Uh, you can call in and leave us a voicemail every Friday. And we'll I'm just hoping recap. you can get me on one of those great, some of those Scottish golf courses one day. Ooh, make the trip over there. That's the dream. Old course, some of the, uh, the really uh, legendary spots. I, you know, I've, I hope he's got an inn somewhere for me. Ah. Oh. All right, um, we've got our Tier 1 tour coming up next. The Milwaukee Brewers are the next team as we continue our countdown. Uh, we're working our way across the country. We're in the NL Central right now. Cubs yesterday. Uh, Brewers today, probably the two teams uh, most likely to take that division home this season. Uh, of course, you know Corbin Burns no longer there, but uh, they did make some moves here in the offseason. They're not like uh, waving the white flag at all in Milwaukee. We'll get to that. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. It's Bennett Woods. We'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, to the land of beer and bratwursts we go for today's stop on the Tier 1 Tour. Counting down each team in Major League Baseball one at a time until the opening of the season, and we're in the NL Central. We're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers today, Woods. Uh, they went 92-70 and 70 last year Oof. to win the NL Central, um, but a lot of changes in the offseason, starting with uh, losing their manager, Craig Council, who became a free agent and was stolen away by uh, yesterday's Tier 1 team, the division rival Chicago Cubs. They did not spend a lot of time looking for his replacement, promoting 
Pat Murphy uh, to take over his longtime bench coach, former Padres interim manager. Pat Murphy will take over as a full-time skipper for the Milwaukee Brewers here in 2024. Yeah, uh, it, players love that guy, Ben, and I think so far, you know, rave reviews for Pat Murphy. We'll see. I, they're such an interesting team in that they've been so pitching rich the last few years. You lose a Corbin Burns. Uh, you lost a Josh Hader. That's going to hurt. Uh, but you got Devin Williams at the back end of the bullpen, Benny. Uh, did you see what happened yesterday? They had signed Austin Nola, and then when they finally got the deal done with Gary Sanchez, they released Austin Nola, who then signed a major league deal with the Kansas City Royals, who are the San Diego Padres of the Midwest. So he's going to be right at home, catching a bunch of guys uh, that he already knows. But they have some good young players. They do. Um, in Jackson Chirino and who's the, Willie Adamas is really, really good. Um, the other guy that was mentioned a lot of times by Padre fans recently, Sal Freilich, uh, who is an outfielder for them, doesn't... He doesn't blow my hair back. He makes really, really good contact. He's a young player. He's a, a guy that it has been mentioned, linked uh, with A.J. Preller, that A.J. Preller really likes, uh, and somebody that the Padres were potentially exploring a trade for. Nothing really has materialized from that yet. Uh, I imagine he's going to be in their starting lineup, but um, they got William Contreras behind the dish. They got they have some good young players. They, I think they take, obviously, from 92 wins, I think they take a, a Yeah, Fre- Freilich's actually projected by Fangraphs to hit third for the yeah. Brewers this season. He's got Not you know, a lot of control. He's got options left, which will make uh, the price tag pretty high for a guy who is still only projected to like hit nine home runs and you know make contact, as you said, like two seventy average type guy. I mean, better than what the Padres have right now, but also not someone that you're looking to trade absolute top prospects for. Kind of like Jaron Duran as well. Not a bad player, but you know, is that worth you know top level prospects, which is probably the asking price right now. And of course, they picked up their biggest probably off season acquisition was Reese Hoskins. Uh, signing him to a two-year deal. So he will slot in the cleanup spot for them. Got him projected at about 29, 30 home runs, which would be, you know, that's 30 home run guys is pretty valuable. I, I think the real question is, will they get value for what they traded Corbin Burns to get? And they got a what they hope is their third baseman of the future in Joey Ortiz from the Baltimore Orioles farm system. And they also got someone that they project to put in their starting rotation, D.L. Hall. As Adam Jones told us, likes both of those guys, but didn't seem overly broke up, broken up about losing either of them either for a one-year rental of Corbin Burns. But the the Brewers are obviously hoping that they get guys that they you know can pencil into the lineup for a few years, controllable, cheap, uh, knowing they were probably going to lose Corbin Burns to free agency at the end of the year anyway. Similar to how the the Padres felt about Juan Soto and why they they wanted to make that move now rather than just let him get away for nothing in free agency at the end of the year. You know, I think it's going to be a different scene for them. It's Churio, by the way, not Chirino. Uh, Churio. Churio. Um, a different scene for them uh, at the uh, in their rotation. Freddie Peralta is still a really, really, really good player, a good pitcher for them. But it, it falls off a little bit. You know, Wade Miley, Jacob Junis, Colin Ray, D.L. Hall again, uh, trying to make that rotation. But... I think I. I mean, it's going to be way less than ninety-two. It's probably going to be more around seventy-five. Would be my guess. I don't know what they're projected to win. Do you have that number in front? of I you? don't have their uh, their projected uh, win total number in front of me, but they they probably are still favored to to maybe win that division. 
uh, at the end of the year. I, I mean, is it the Cubs? Did the Reds do enough? We'll, we'll look at the Reds uh, next week, I believe. Uh, it's not the Pirates, probably not the Cardinals coming off the season that they had. So I, I would expect a fairly competitive division where 86 wins might be enough to, to, to take the division title this year, which keeps pretty much everybody in it when you know, you're not competing against the Dodgers. It's a whole different look as to what you can project and, and think we can get to the playoffs with. I said 76 wins is probably what they're going to end up with. The projection that I have is 75 and a half. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Who is, is anyone projected to finish above 500 in that division? The Cubs, maybe? Let's I, see. The Reds, I mean. Cubs at 83 and a half wins. 83 and a half. Give me the other ones. Reds. Reds uh, 82 and a half. So you've got two teams that are projected to win a game or two over 500, and the others all projected to finish below 500. Correct. In the, yeah. Oh, Who else is in the Central? St. Louis. Pirates, Cardinals. Pirates, Cards. Brewers. Yeah. Cards, 85 and a half. Cardinals go from 71 to 85 and a half. So they're actually projected to, to win, win that division. division. Yep. I don't know about that. I don't know either. I, that's a big bounce back. It's weird, man. They've, they've been a team that had the pitching and didn't have the offense. Now it seems like they have a much better offense and may, may not have the pitching. So. The, uh, the Brewers also made one other move this week. Uh, it's not going to impact their team this season, but they re-signed Brandon Woodruff to a two-year contract. He's going to miss this entire season due to injury, but they, you know, if he gets back healthy, they'll have him in their starting rotation for 2025. Uh, you know, after they didn't they like non-tender him. Like a few week, you know, a few weeks ago, but no one picked him up, knowing that they couldn't use him this year. So uh, he'll be back, do his rehab with the Brewers this year, and then they hope they get that, you know, number one, two starter type guy back for them in twenty twenty five. But he won't help uh, this year, coming off of his surgery. So, uh, but he is back at least in their in their roster and on their sixty uh, day injured list again. Shlemiel Shlemazel. Have mom- you ever been to Milwaukee? Yeah, once. Once. Yeah, on your like sales travels. No, or... I went for a. Uh, went to I see... mean, you were in Chicago. It's not that yeah, far it's not away. That far. We went to see uh, Oasis play in Milwaukee, and they canceled the show. So I hung out at some fraternity party in Milwaukee. Whatever school's there. What is it? Marquette, maybe. Marquette is yeah. in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah and that is true. Party there and drank Coors Dry and went back to uh, South Bend the next I, day. Wait, if you're in Milwaukee, why wouldn't you you be drinking Miller? I don't know. That's just what was that? Coors is a Denver beer. <laughs> it's what we drink. When you're Coors in Dry. When in Rome, yeah. you should be drinking what the Romans drink. I, and in apparently Milwaukee, they got, they got tired of it. That's there. a Miller town. We drank Coors Like in St. Louis, you drink Bush. Anheuser Bush. In Colorado, in Denver, you drink Coors. I just remember. And in Milwaukee, you drink Miller. I just remember. High Life. I remember baby. The, the hangover from Coors Dry was one that I don't think I ever had another one after that. But. Oh, uh, yeah, the Fister is in Milwaukee. That's it right. is. We did not stay at the Fister. I, I will say, uh, I've never been to Milwaukee. I, that, that would be a town I would like to visit, sure. go to a game there, have a brat. Uh, it seems like everyone has a fairly good uh, experience in Milwaukee. Yeah, it looks like a, it's a beautiful ballpark. And, and from what I remember, the city was pretty cool. I mean, it's coming from South Bend and, and you know, the Chicago land area. Um, so it's, it's, it's got its, its virtues up there, its values. All right, uh, tomorrow, well, Monday, we will continue with the rest of the uh, NL Central, move on to the AL Central, get to the West, and then uh, that's it. It'll be time to start the season uh, with the Padres and Dodgers in Korea. All right, we'll come back, uh, take a timeout. Sammy Spring Training is standing by. I think Mike Schilt is speaking right now, so as soon as he's done, probably in 10 minutes or so, we'll get the latest update on 
Uh, today's uh, what is Mike Schilt looking for out of today's lineup of well, non-roster invitees that he's taking to Glendale with him? He said yesterday, man, if you don't jump out of bed on a day like today, you must be crazy. I wonder if he wanted to jump back in bed after the eight-run first inning uh, yesterday. So hopefully somebody asks him the hard-hitting questions, puts his feet to the fire today out well, of spring training. We'll hear what uh, Sammy has to say all about it when we come back with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We'll call it basketball for you as we wait on Sammy. In fact, we might just get to the Rindle Report and let Sammy talk to Mike Schilt and, and talk to him at 9 o'clock this okay. morning. Uh, had an upset last night. Uh, the Washington State Cougars went into Arizona, number four team in the country, pulled out a 77-74 road win. Uh, Cougs in the top 25 at number 21 and moving up in the bracketology. New bracketology this morning from Joe Lunardi. Still has the Aztecs as a... Four seed, okay. uh, just where they were last Saturday, even after their loss uh, this week. They did not drop at all in the projected bracket seeding, so they control their destiny for, uh, you know, geographic control. You know, the top four seeds get to stay as close to home as possible. And so that's kind of important in the first two rounds. Uh, you generally will take on a lower. You know, small conference opponent if you're a top four seed. So as long as the Aztecs now take care of business, there's no reason they would drop out of the top four. How many more uh, games? Uh, they've got four more four regular more? season games than the conference tournament. Okay. And then uh, Selection Sunday will happen. So I'd say that's the goal at this point. You may or may not win the Mountain West, but if you take care of your business at home and just hold on to that number four seed. That's better than they were last year. They were a five seed last year, which meant, remember where they played their first uh, two rounds? Orlando, Florida. That's right. They had to go all the way across Across the country. country. Now, they got through Orlando, Florida, and got through the south region, but maybe, you know, you get the top four seed, you can stick around. I think it's um, Finn and Salt Lake City are the two west coast regions, not particularly close, but if they get in the west, the Sweet 16 is in Los Angeles. So I think it's up at crypto.com. So that that's somewhere where, you know, Aztecs fans could travel uh, yeah. to easily West regional. if yep. they if they got through the first two rounds, which would be nice if they, you know, no guarantee you're a West seed in the top four. But if you're a top four, you should be in one of those closer regions for your first couple of games. Yeah. Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday is Sunday, March 17th. Yep. So we are getting close. That means also, Paulie and Ben, we have to start working on our tournament of drops. Oh, oh, that's that right. It's rapidly approaching as well. When March Polly gets here. usually gives me the entire list, and then I will kind of seed, seed them, them as I as I see fit. Are we looking at a thirty-two drop field yeah, this year, or drop a, field a full sure. sixty-four drop field? Oh, I don't know. Sixty-four is a lot. That's a lot. Thirty-two, lot. four regions. I, I like thirty-two. Eight 32 each. Good. Keep it. Keep it simple. Yeah, we gotta get gotta get through it. We gotta yep. get all the, the the polls and everything up so the tier ones can vote on all of our our favorite drops. That's right. Last year, uh, absolute upset with Juan Soto winning, and I'm I'm still sick about it. Adam Klug should have taken that home. He he fumbled and uh, on the goal line last year. So anyway, all right, let's uh, check traffic and then we'll let Paulie get some headlines a little bit early as uh, as we wait on Sammy and Peoria. Rival report coming up next here on ninety seven three The Fan. From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Kelly Danik. Traffic is sponsored by Viejas Casino and Resort. Just one problem here, northbound side of the 163 past the 805 got this crash the clearing stage. A couple cars involved there over the right shoulder. The daily jackpots at Viejas Casino and Resort are on fire. Players have hit huge wins with bets as low as 50 cents. Check out their jackpot winning smiles on the Viejas Facebook page. Want to join them? Who knows? Our next jackpot winner could be you. Viejas Casino and Resort. I'm Kelly Dan with Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. 
and get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. Uh, All right. Adam, yesterday to Ben and I, do you want me to do a Klug report? <laughs> no, that's fine. We'll figure it out. There's an open. He said, there's an open. I said, there well, is an open. I forgot well, about that. I mean, you knew you were going to be here, but if you don't want to do it's it. It's not very flattering for him. Do you have it still? I can find it. Well, you <laughs> meant so, so Italian Paul's. Uh, you know, Italian Paul Reinald report. Yeah, the was IP, very no, the NASCAR, IP report. The yeah. IP report was very NASCAR centric. Bro, he this ripped week. off like like the results of every race <laughs> in Daytona for the last month or something. Oh, like every single one. <laughs> I told him, make it interesting for us. Seduce me on on your NASCAR, and we're making jokes, and he just play, he just plowed through. <laughs> And the Truck so Series race and the Xfinity race winner was. And ben would ask like, a question. He's like, anyway. I don't understand any of this, <laughs> Italian Paul. So good. So, Paulie, what do you got for Here's us? Here's the uh, Klug report open if ah. you want it. And get things started here with our. I don't really remember. Edition of today's edition oh, of boy. the Klug report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Klug Report. <laughs> Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> it's the Klug Report on 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so glad I found that. That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I man. Are you laughing, boys? Are you Oh, God. It's good to be back, boys. Oh, it's good to have you back. All right. We will start off uh, in the NHL. This was some great audio, good video yesterday. between fantastic. Who was it? It was the Blues and the Islanders. Does not matter. It is just brilliant, brilliant audio. So let me set the stage for you here. The Blues already had a 4-0 lead, and with just under 10 minutes remaining in the game, there was a review on whether or not a goal should count. And uh, here is what the referee said. After the review, it was outstanding. If he hits it with his stick above his head... I want to hear that tonight at Pachanga Arena. Actually, I don't. That means we're not going to like it. Stick above his head. They're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. It's amazing. It I like that. Just, just give so everybody a little fair warning. You guys are literally going to hate me for this, but I checked the tape, and it, I, I know you don't like this. I know you won't. But I'm just trying to be fair. It's I, part of my job. Don't video, blame me. Trust me. It's on video. Please don't scream at me. Oh, that's brilliant, man. Oh, brilliant. so good. By the way, Blues, an underrated team name with their, with their musical note logo. 100%. It's a very cool team nickname, the St. Louis Blues. Love it. 
Love it, too. <laughs> Garrett Rank is the name of that referee. No, it was Wes. People, Wes McCauley, they're saying. Is I that better than giving Wes, him the business? People are saying Wes content never fails. He's the Ed Hockley of hockey refs. Wes is the best I mean, ref ever. Ed, people everything. are not Wes. Now Spencer said that's not Wes. It's Garrett Rank. Garrett Rank. Garrett Rank. Awful announcer. All right. He's now my top-ranked <laughs> hockey official. God, God dang, dang it. it, dude. Our is it better than giving him the business, right? <laughs> giving him the business is pretty good. <laughs> he was number 69. Giving him the business. You're not going to like it. All right, so it's either Garrett Rank or Wes McCauley. <laughs> either or. Either or. All right, we'll move on. Uh, yesterday had an announcement from EA Sports. One of the greatest video games of all time is making its return. EA Sports College Football. It was so much fun. You could start your own school. You could kind of go into dynasty mode and rise up the ranks of college football. But... Up until recently, we've had NIL issues. Yes. So, like, I remember playing Just this game. Just faceless, like, numbered The game players. went away for a long time. It's it coming did. back, so everyone's very excited about it. I remember being a teenager, and I would play this game, and you could pick USC, and there would be a really highly ranked running back with number five yeah. that looked a lot like Reggie Bush. But it was just number ninety nine or sure. number five. Or number whatever. five. Like, yeah. They did not have any of their names or image or likeness. So now that has changed, and as of yesterday, uh, over eleven thousand college football players from every school, all one hundred and thirty four FBS teams, have the ability to opt in to EA Sports college football 2025 and uh, if you do opt in you're going to get six hundred dollars in nil money and you get a free copy of the game not a bad deal for doing absolutely nothing nothing it's fantastic it's more fun to play with like the real players will it It have their names and stuff yeah oh that's remember um what was the video the nintendo baseball video game rbi baseball yeah rbi and they had to come up with all the fake names no they had real names in rbi because you could play with like the Astros. And- yeah, no, but I, I I distinctly remember. In fact, I just looked it up, and there's like the list of whoever the Japanese programmers came up with names they thought <laughs> sounded like American <laughs> baseball players, like Ray McShriff and Ray McShriff. Glenn Allen Mixon. Oh <laughs> Didn't they? Raul Chamberlain, <laughs> Tony Smerich, Keith Power. <laughs> Holy I cow. remember the fake names that they came up. Todd Gonzalez. <laughs> Todd Gonzalez? Yeah. But wait. Sleeve Mc- McDichael. RBI baseball you could use. You could use real players. There yeah, were real yeah. players in that one. but There, there was, was the, a game. I don't remember. There, there was. was the game that had the fake baseball names as well. It was like Mario Baseball. Or it's one of those Nintendo games had the fake Fighting Baseball. Nin- names. 1994 yeah. Fighting Baseball, maybe? <laughs> oh, that's really, really good. There was one... I don't know how many years they did this, but they did do a college baseball video game. And EA oh, Sports, yeah. NCAA, NCAA baseball. Awesome. And I had a buddy that played for the University of Washington. He was a pitcher, and he was like, that's me. But it was just a number. A number and a name. Na- not a even a name. Yeah, just a face. Kind of looked like him, kind of not. You know, graphics have wildly improved over 20 years. But, uh, yeah, 600 bucks and a free copy of the game if you do want to opt in and allow EA Sports to So I'm sure there will be a few people that are just, you know, number 97 or something like that if they don't want to opt in. I imagine most athletes probably will. Though. I mean, there'll be a couple of superstar players where that seems a little light for their NIL. But for the vast majority of college football players, that's great. It's Ken an extra Griffey. 600. Ken Griffey baseball. 
Ken Griffey baseball. Is that the one? Yeah. That's so funny. That's the one, Griffey? <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> just was, him. I remember growing up, like, playing video games, whether it was, like, NBA, a lot of games didn't have Michael Jordan in them. Yeah. And a lot of games didn't have Barry Bonds in them. So I guess he just, they didn't allow yeah. their likeness. Makes sense. I don't know. It was weird, though. Like, the Giants would just have some stacked players. Just a big old dude. Yeah. <laughs> Number 25. How much, I, that game's amazing. It's so much fun. Now, I'm not allowed to have a gaming system at home. So we, you're not allowed. To have I'm not one. allowed. And you know, you're an adult <laughs> and can make your own decisions I mean, about what you're allowed and not allowed to have. I mean, I'll let you know. That's how it a little is. pot calling the kettle black. I get it, but listen, you. I mean, you know, we know who runs the show, and I'm not. I had a PS4. I remember you did. Remember? Yeah. I bought it during the pandemic, and the look of ire, and the looks of ire, and the 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 the, the <laughs> looking down her nose at me. So she's taking it. And then moved it to a, a rental property, and, and she uh, leaves it there. And so if I want to play... A little added value for your guests. A little guests. added value for our guests. <laughs> You're fine to play it. My husband and children are not. Wait, is there, isn't there a video game at the uh, Airbnb we're going to be at? Oh, oh yes. yeah. What do we have? It's NFL Blitz. Like an arcade style Like the, the actual game. big console yes. yeah. like stand, stand thing inside it. the Airbnb. I'm so excited. I oh. hope it works. We're going to have some good content <laughs> for all the tier ones. I hope week. it doesn't take quarters. I hope <laughs> it works. I was just glad Adam didn't catch that when he proved it. <laughs> Do you really need a Do video game? Do we need game? NFL Blitz? How much extra are we paying for this? Can you find one without an arcade in it, please? <laughs> All right. He's going to murder me. And finally, wasn't sure if you guys talked about this yesterday. Big, big news here in San Diego as uh, China has agreed to start restart a new era of Panda diplomacy. This is a very San Diego story. Lend over some new panda bears to the San Diego Zoo. We were already on Panda Watch last night on Channel 10. Were you just living an Anchorman scene yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, they were already checking on the enclosure. Is the habitat ready to accept the pandas back? (laughs) Because we lost the pandas. Right. Uh, it was a couple, a few years ago, yeah. and now the the panda exhibit just sits quiet and oh, empty and the sad. The first time I zoo. came to San Diego, and I first time I went to you the zoo, you wanted to see the pandas. First stop, absolutely. Had to sure. go see the pandas. I get it. Uh, and it's been like two decades since they've done this, so starting it back up. I think uh, the zoo in Washington D.C. is also getting some pandas as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good news for panda lovers throughout San Diego County. I like a nice full zoo. <laughs> sounded See, very bad. Sounded very Ben esque, but I do. I like a, I like a, a zoo where I get everything. And you, you don't want any discount. No, zoo doesn't who, have. Who does it better than us? I've yeah. never really been. Oh, I have to I've other zoos. Oh, I grew up I here in San Diego with the best the zoo best. in the world. Yeah. Oh, there was really never yeah. any need to go check out other zoos. I knew they would be. They would pale in comparison to our zoo. What an absolute give up by my, by my parents on vacation. Let's go to the zoo here in wherever we were. I'm like, <laughs> why? I don't want to go to the zoo. We're we're in a foreign la- land, or we're in a different. I don't. I don't like want to go to the zoo here. San Diego stands above sure. all of them for sure. I remember growing up, uh, and like in high school, we had to go on a field trip to the Seattle Zoo. Right. They had a wild dog exhibit. <laughs> It was the worst thing I've ever seen in a zoo. And it wasn't like a wolf or a coyote. It was just a 
like kind of mangy dog. <laughs> hey, you want to be thorough? He was just running, like trotting in like a figure eight. Maybe I don't like a full. And we just sat there, and I'm like, "What is happening right now?" I mean, Wild the, dog. Yeah, Come to the like, minnow exhibit. Here's, here's our mice. <laughs> Crows. <laughs> What's the biggest give up at the zoo? What's one that you just pass on? I don't need to Ooh, see the snake. What snakes. exhibit? No, I, I love see the going snakes to see either. the snakes. No. You don't like to see the snakes? Spiders. You're safe from the snakes? That whole area. I like jungle cats. Yeah. So much. I like the giraffes. I love the polar bears. There's the old... Bears. Polar bears are cool, but it makes me sad because they're in San Diego, California. I mean, you want to go in the middle of the day and animals aren't active in the middle of the day, so you go in the exhibit and you can't... There's no animals there. There he is. No, there, I think he's I see it. He's, he's, he's in he's there. You can't you he's see him? He's behind those 17 trees. You can just see a sliver of of the, the camouflaged. It's right back there. No, there it is. I cannot believe are you, they had a wild dog exhibit. <laughs> and again, like people are like, oh, like they have huskies or something up there. No, this was just like, like a regular dog. <laughs> and he was just trotting around in a figure eight. And me and my buddy just stood there for like 20 minutes, bro. We were like... I can't believe this is a thing. I see this in my neighborhood at home. I can see this anytime. You don't think you're over? Can I just zebras, take this dog home with zebras me? Zebras are overrated. Love a zebra. Love it. They're love just the, stripy horses. I love stripy horses. I love stripes, and I love all the the cats. And are you now? Are you a zoo or a wild animal park or safari park? Uh, I I would say probably more zoo. I think the zoo too. Yeah. It's a little more concentrated. No, I, like the, I like the concept of the, yeah. the wild animal park. That's cool. But it never plays out the way that you thought it would in your mind when you go there. You're like, oh, I'm on a safari. It didn't hasn't really worked. I've been twice, and both times I was like, all right, that was fun. But kids, and, kids really like. You're kind of stuck on that tram stuck for a on the long tram. time. I like my, the, my freedom. You want to be able to walk. Yeah, I'll be able to walk. Go back and forth. Polar bears. I like polar oh, bears. Oh, I do too. Panda bears, polar bears. Sammy Levitt. Like koala bears. Like koala bears. Not really well. bears though. Koalas aren't bears. They're just koalas. All right. uh, Animal talk to uh, Padres talk. Sam Levitt from Peoria coming up next. Final hour of Benna Woods on the way on the fan. I don't like to tell people how to fan. Don't you? But it's a little early for y'all to be hitting the panic button for the San Diego Padres in 2024. Kind of your favorite thing. I think so. Okay. I do kind of enjoy it a little bit. Don't hit the panic button yet. 14-1 14-1 loss, 14-1 win, no cause to celebrate either. Um, but the Padres, Could we get the 14-1 win first, though, before we stop panicking? It shouldn't make you feel better, though. That would, it will. That would be a false sense of security. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be a false sense of security if they posted a big win over the Dodgers today. That, oh, yeah, everything's fine and... No, neither is true. It's not as bad as you think. It's not as good as you hope at any moment, at least this early in spring training. Uh, so we got Sammy standing by. Is he uh, on the line? Yeah, All right, let's go out to our uh, Peoria, Arizona, our correspondent on the scene, Sammy Spring Training, Sam Levitt, with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Sammy, good morning. Happy Friday to you. You've made it through the uh, another week there in Arizona already. Good morning. Why am I even here? It's over. It's done. Yeah. It's over. Season's over, dude. That was pretty much Mike Schilt's message as well this morning. Like, yeah, what well, did he say? We've today? pretty much been uh, exposed for the frauds that we are, and uh, we're very sorry about it all. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, if you want, I can run down what Mike talked about this morning. Please. And there, there were there were some really interesting nuggets in there, especially about 
Jackson Merrill. So, so let me run down my list here. So let's talk about Jackson Merrill first. First, he was asked about uh, his play in left field yesterday. Mike called it very encouraging and, and obviously was happy with what he saw yesterday, as I think a lot of people were. Talked about the nuances in positioning, some of the things that he'll have to work on and part of the learning curve, but it certainly continues to sound like they're very happy with the work he's putting in, with what he did yesterday, and if you heard what Jackson had to say about it after the game yesterday, uh, he was very positive about it as well. So all good on the Jackson Merrill in left field front so far. Now, an interesting question that Mike Schilt was asked a little bit later in the media scrum, he was asked about Jackson Merrill and the potential of Jackson Merrill playing center field during Cactus League games. And Mike Schultz said he couldn't rule it out, and he said that he does want to see it. Um, but also mentioned that he has to balance it with the other opportunities that, that are there for other guys, like Jacob Marcy, like Jose Zokar, like uh, Bryce Johnson. So it was interesting. That, that was, I, I thought, a pretty, uh, you know, not a 100% firm answer of, hey, he's going to play center field this day and this day and this day. But he said he couldn't rule it out, and he, it certainly sounded from the answer like that could be something we see at some point, Jackson Merrill in center field. So that is certainly something uh, to keep an eye on with that. On the Jackson Merrill front, he also talks about going back to the left field uh, conversation. Look, obviously there, there's a lot of focus put on the games and the plays he's going to have out there. But he was pretty clear in also mentioning that they've been so pleased with the work he's put in in the mornings, in the afternoons, over the course of the past few months, the work that he's put in with David Macias, even going back to the off season. So, again, a lot there on Jackson Merrill, but they're pleased with what they saw on left. And center field, I would not rule it out based on what Mike Schultz said today. Update on you, Darvish. He will throw a live BP today. It will be around 40-ish pitches. And there are really two things that, that they seem to like about the live BP, according to Mike Schultz. Number one, the opportunity for you to build up in a controlled environment. And two, and this is something that we've always heard about, it's Hugh Darvish. And he knows what he needs. He knows what he needs to do to prepare for a season and pitch at the highest level. So that is why he's throwing in a live BP today, 40-ish pitches instead of, say, pitching in a Cactus League game today. Obviously, main focus of today as well, Johnny Brito starting at Camelback Ranch against the Dodgers. Matt Waldron will follow. Obviously, those are two guys that are in contention for one of those final two rotation spots. So part of that evaluation will begin today. Uh, of course, it's began already during spring training so far, but uh, game action in the Cactus League, that will be a nice opportunity for those two guys today. So that's about all that Mike Schultz covered, and uh, we can go from there. What about, did he did he speak on Yuki Matsui yesterday? I think if you're going to take uh, positives from what we saw yesterday, he looked absolutely filthy. You could tell, too, if you're watching on, on TV, he was amped, and like he looked a little nervous, and I think for good yeah. reason. And, and he, uh, I think he even said after he was, a, he was a little bit nervous going out there and getting his first action, but he looked filthy. He looked fantastic. Now, I'm going to admit, I did not see a single one of his pitches in real time with my own two eyes because I was too busy uh, trying to get Joe Musgrove uh, in, in his post-game reaction. But I did go back and watch it after, and obviously the stuff looked really good. And you're right, Woodsy. He did say afterwards that he was a little bit nervous, and, and he mentioned that watching Jeremiah Estrada 
have some success against those Dodger hitters, gave him some confidence. And we asked him about what breaking ball really worked for him yesterday. And in talking with Tony on the afternoon show uh, late in the day yesterday, Tony was, was even wondering about what exactly he was using as far as the put-away pitch and with his breaking ball. And Matsui really said he relied on the slider yesterday. He did mention the pitch clock a little bit, getting used to that. It's something he's been practicing with. He did mention he got a warning from an umpire to wait until he can see the batter's eyes. I mean, we know that's something that last season a lot of pitchers struggled with at times, right? So he'll get used to that stuff. But look, the bottom line is this, and Mike Schultz alluded to it today, if there's any question about the stuff playing at this level, albeit it's a February spring training game, it looked pretty darn good yesterday. So all good on Yuki Matsui. Um, you know, look, am I all that surprised? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, you know, I think I told you maybe a time or two over the last couple of weeks on these backfields in the live BP, I'm not a pitching guru, but he looked pretty good. And the stuff was moving, and he was generating a lot of swings and misses. So I was not super surprised that he had success, but obviously very good to see. Uh, Sam, what about the other, uh, our Asian import, Usuk Go? I mean, Woods speculated, probably going to see him in a game here today or tomorrow. I don't know if that was addressed by Mike Schilt, but have have you spent any time with him or, or his translator and, and heard what people are saying about whether his stuff is going to translate to the big leagues coming from the KBO, not quite as uh, a high of a level of baseball as uh, NPB where Yuki Matsui is coming from? Yeah, the, the intel I have on Wusuk Go right now is that obviously he's throwing a couple of live BPs, that he's still ramping up uh, a bit. Um, I, I'd have to check, and let me check here in real time. He's going to appear today, because why not, right? I'm live on the radio. I know this is not the best radio, but um, let me check. You're on the right the, show, uh, buddy. You're fine. Don't worry about it. It's Friday. I, I it's 9 o'clock. The standards I, I are very low. We don't care. You, you know what? I, I don't have in front of me. I don't think he's appearing in the game today and the list for tomorrow is not out yet i may have it later and i'll tweet it out he wasn't on the list yesterday i can tell you that to appear today but what i do know is that he's been ramping up um you know and and that's about what i have on him uh not so much on on uh you know what the stuff's been like or or things like that but i know it's been sort of a, a ramp up process uh, the last week or so, and with some of the live VPs he's thrown, and he has been on the backfield throwing those. So we'll see what he looks like when he gets in there. Um, and uh, certainly, look, it's somebody that if if he's effective and um, and he's you know what the Padres hope they got when they signed, obviously could be a, a nice weapon out of that bullpen. I really enjoyed talking to spring training Sammy Levitt here on Ben and Woods this morning. I uh, I've a little tiny little man crush on uh, Jacob Marcy. Uh, watching him kind of stride up to the plate yesterday, I went, whoo, that guy looks like a baseball player. Watching his hacks, uh, I'm probably also influenced by many of the guys that have uh, seen him work, put in the work. Yeah. I really uh, am, am, you know, listen, he didn't do anything in his ABs, really, uh, but he looks fantastic. I mean, he's got that that look um, of, a, of a baseball player, and he's big, right. and, and he just got that thing. Man, what's his, what's his kind of... Uh, He's you know he's probably not ready for the big leagues. Let's be honest, but I I do look at some of those guys. Um, Nathan Mortarella uh, got a, a knock yesterday as well. I yeah. like these guys. I so far the what I've seen is ringing true with what I've been told. Yeah. Well, two thoughts on on the other young guys that are not named Jackson Merrill because Merrill's getting a lot of attention and rightfully so. The first thought is, and I mentioned this 
When Mike Schultz spoke this morning and he was asked about Jackson Merrill potentially playing center field, he was very quick to note that part of that equation is balancing opportunities for others. And I think it's very clear that the Padres do want to get a very good look at Marcy, a very good look at Paulie. And the other part of my answer has to do with that look at Paulie. If you notice in today's lineup, where is Graham Paulie playing? It's first base. Graham Paulie has not played first base in the minor leagues, if I recall. I believe I tweeted that out during spring training when I tweeted out a video of him playing uh, first base on, on the backfield, or I should say taking drills at first base on the backfield. I have to double-check, but I'm almost positive that he has not played first base in a minor league game. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that they're trying to figure out a way to, A, get him experience in the Cactus League and get him at bat here. You're right. But None. No, maybe, no, games, maybe at, that is no a, games at first, Sammy. Yeah. So he's playing first base today in the Cactus League. <laughs> Pretty interesting, wow. I think, right? If you're looking at If you're looking at somebody who could potentially fit on this roster and Let's be honest about it. Right now, you look at this roster, aside from Matthew Batten, who else had experience at first base a year ago, right? So so you want to look at somebody like Graham Paul? I mean, I guess Jerickson Profar. Yeah, maybe Jerickson, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, I, you know, when he gets here. But, but, hey, is it a crazy idea that Paulie, who is a, you know, a former college player and we know has a, a good hit tool, and has a good reputation as a hitter, is it impossible that he could make this team as somebody who could play a little bit everywhere? I mean, he's played third base before. He's played left field, I believe, before. And he's playing first base here today uh, at Campbellback Ranch, and he's never played there before. So I found that pretty interesting when I saw it this morning. And if you've been paying attention to the Sammy Spring training coverage, well, you shouldn't be surprised because I did tell you that he was taking ground balls at first base a week and a half ago. So, interesting, but look, I, I think no doubt, guys, they do want to get a good look at the guys not named Jackson Merrill, for sure. Sammy Spring Training is with us, and speaking of first baseman, I am uh, I am the king of the spring results, do not matter fan club here, but if there was one guy that I would like to see get a little confidence this spring, it would be Jake Cronenworth, and you know, so that was yeah. that was nice to see yesterday. Uh, you know, good contact, a home run. He's just such an important, you know, going through the lack of options that they have right now at first base, it just underscores how important Jake Cronenworth will be right yeah. now to the success of the 2024 Padres. Yeah, absolutely. There's no secret about it. Getting a bounce back year from Jake will be super important. I think a lot of people noticed yesterday, and admittedly, I, I haven't talked to him in depth about the changes he's made with his his batting stance and, and what he's doing with his hands, but it's it's noticeable that the hands, I think Tony was talking about it yesterday, seem to be maybe in a little bit of a better position to get into that that you know, that hitting mode. And also it looks like maybe he's just slightly a little bit more open with his front foot. Again, I haven't talked to him about it yet because when I've talked to him and he's talked generally with the media, I know I had that one on one interview that, that we posted a few days ago I kept it a little bit more general, but it does, you can see the adjustment. So look, you as, as Tony, I think alluded to yesterday, you want to, even though it's the cactus league and even though it's mid February, you want to have some success, right? It gives you some more confidence moving forward. So, you know, look, you don't want to make too big of a deal that he hit a home run. 
in the first Cactus League game, but it's certainly better than, than not hitting a home run and having two at-bats and going over two. So there's no doubt, and it's no secret, and you guys know, and every Padre fan, fan knows, that A, getting a bounce-back season from Jake would be a really big deal, and number two, you have him signed to a contract, and it's kind of really important that he has a better year than he did a year ago. So, look, to this point, and I know we've discussed that he said the right things, I feel like the attitude for him has been right where it should be, and now we see if whatever adjustments he's made can translate into some better results, and certainly yesterday was a very nice start. I'm curious what, what you guys think, Woods and, and Paul and Sammy and, and Tier 1s. As a baseball fan, do you care like what the adjustments those guys are making? Like, do you care that Jake's hands are in a slightly different position? I, for me, I don't really. Does care it work? Results? Or, does it work or does it not work? Yeah. What are the results? How you're doing it? How the, you know, how the uh, the stock is made? I don't really care that yeah. much you about know, what what you're doing. The process. I care about the results. I, I do. I, I, care I know about the, the process, process is important for for those guys, but I don't need to know every detail about. Oh yeah, his hands are two inches lower, and that's that's allowing him to get to the the pitch a little bit faster. I mean, is it working or is it not working is, is kind of the bottom line for me. I like it. I love to listen to and the process. Talk, yeah, talk I know kidding. there are fans that are really interested in I, that. I, I think it's fascinating. How does Kyle Schwarber rest his hands at his belt and get to a 98-mile-an-hour fastball at his eyes? I don't know. He does it. But uh, why does Aaron Judge you know, stand completely still in the box? Why does Giancarlo Stanton? I never knew how Craig Council could ever right. hit, hit a baseball at all the way funky, he was kind of set up with yeah, his hands no, way up in the air stance. I, I'm I'm riveted by it, but I understand it's part you know probably part of the minutia of baseball. But I, I kind of enjoy that minutia. So more of the merrier. Uh, bring me more of that content that you can find, Sammy. Yeah, look, I, I think obviously results are what matter. Always, and yeah. I don't care how you hit no, it as long as you hit it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I will say though, it is always interesting how little adjustments can lead to really big things. There was a guy I covered in the minor leagues who deep into his minor league career started finishing his swing with two hands on the bat. Yeah. And it completely changed his career, his numbers, and he ended up getting to the major league. So sometimes it can be a very small adjustment that leads to very big things. And I, I get what you're saying, Ben. Look, we all understand it's about the final results, but I do think there's a, a good segment of the fan base that, that enjoys that kind of stuff. And obviously you hope for Jake, whatever adjustments he's made, will make a, a big difference. Thank you, Sammy. Sammy, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on uh, Monday morning, bright and early. Oh, great! Out at the Peoria so Sports many, Complex. How many days are you guys here? Three, three. That's oh, okay. baseball. It's All the right. rule of three. Rule it's of three. three works for everybody. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Ready? you'll be set up on the back patio. Yep, yep. Save us some salads. Okay. <laughs> so here, here's here's what I'm just fascinated about because the weather has been just wonderful here for two weeks. That'll change. I mean, we'll it we'll ruin perfect. it. I'm sure. Yeah. That, that is my major question. Yep. Is that going to, to stay true when Ben and Woods arrive? <laughs> I, the, the forecast I, I mean, has been okay. I don't trust it, but it, it said it's been fairly decent we're while we're out and there. either way. Yeah, you know Because that. two I, years ago we when we went, we didn't have any wind or rain, but halfway through the show, the sun comes up, and we're like, it's, it's too hot. Degrees. We're sweating. We're getting sunburned. <laughs> and then last year, it was a damn hurricane coming through Peoria. No, we're good. It's going to be nice. It's going to be 70, okay. 75 and cloudy on day one, uh, low of 56. Right. Perfect. Uh, Tuesday, low of 49, doable. And low of 49 on Wednesday. We're good. 
Well, absolutely, shouldn't be right. too bad. No, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it, it is not. It has not been too hot. We will even, bitch even about it though. Sun, even in the sun, like I've I've taken off my jacket. I think one time. It's been beautiful, but right. it hasn't. Even in the sun, it hasn't been crazy. So Can't wait, man. Hopefully, cannot, you're all right. Cannot wait. All right, all Sammy, right, have a Monday. good weekend. We'll talk, we'll talk to you okay. on Monday in person. That's Sam Levitt, Sammy Spring Training, covering uh, every single day. Moving a little faster this year, I think, than than other years. I mean, he's yeah. he's coming home in like two and a half weeks. Oh, That's see, Sammy, see, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's moving, not Sammy. It, not Sammy, but it, Spring Training, is, is moving along yeah, here. for sure. Uh, especially with the, uh, the shortened situation with Korea. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we still have a, a bunch of stuff to get to in our final hour, uh, including a little SEALs talk with Cam Holding yeah, uh, coming up in our final segment. Don't go away. More Ben and Woods on the way after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. For Padres fans uh, who are wondering, hey, what's the what's the TV situation going to be like? Still no announcement on what channel on local cable or direct TV. No, you're not alone, at least. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks came out yesterday with essentially the same announcement we heard from Eric Gruppner. They're going to continue to have their games produced by MLB uh, for $19.99 a month or $99.99 for the season, exactly the same uh, as the Padres package is for the uh, the online streaming without the local blackouts. And then when it comes to local TV options and cable and satellite and stuff, they said we should know more as we get closer to the season. Okay, So essentially exactly the same situation for the other team that lost their Diamond Sports Valley broadcasts last year as well. So they're not any ahead or behind of where the San Diego Padres are. It's pretty much this is what the process is. This is how it's taking. The Padres are not uh, you know, dropping the ball. They're not doing anything differently than the Diamondbacks who are in the exact same boat. So you're saying basically misery loves company. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, to me, at least... I. I'd be more worried if, like, the Diamondbacks were saying, yeah, we're, here's what we're doing, streaming, and we got, we're on these channels, and all this is all set up, and you'll be able to watch all the spring games. And I go, why do the Diamondbacks know all this and the Padres don't know all of it? But when the Diamondbacks are saying the exact same thing as the Padres, I go, okay, well, I feel like at least we're not being, we're not being misled on what the path is. This, sure. is. this is what the path is. They have to go through the process and figure it all out, and, and the other team is going through it at the same time as the Padres are going through it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out, and if I will, in fact, finally, finally cut that cord. I think we all know I won't. I'll probably subs- resubscribe to it. Just have an extra membership. I started reading the other day, I don't know if you guys talked about it, Apple Sports is becoming a thing. Okay. Uh, it's going to be like an app on your phone, okay. if you have an iPhone, where it follows, it tracks, it's like scoreboards for all the major sports, okay. and it will link you right to how to go watch that game. Kind of like Apple TV keeps track of where you are on all your shows on your different yeah. other streamers. And I'm certain, like, we were talking a couple weeks ago about the, was it HBO and Hulu or like... Talking about a merge or one of those Netflix, some there was a big streaming yeah, services the, the, that were merging yeah, together. The triple, the triple threat. Yeah. This is like it feels like this is the start. Like Apple's going to own everything, and even if the game's on Peacock, you can get it on your Apple Sports app and then just flip it right over to Peacock. Uh, you know me, I'm always so reluctant to change, uh, and and that's why I'm still like your normal standard cable subscriber. I will tell you this. And normally, too, when something comes out and everyone's like, oh, this is the best, you know, I always kind of wait. I'm, oh, always, yeah. I'm a late adopter. Like, for example, I just saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's 
It's one of the best movies I've ever Peacock. seen in my whole time. In my Streaming, whole life. right? Yes. Yeah, Peacock. I couldn't believe how brilliant it was. Everyone saw it in the theater. And you got a year the theater. I saw it in the theater. Right. Yeah. And I, I waited. I was like, I don't know if I like this. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. So well Killian done. Killian Murphy's terrific. Is it Killian or Cillian? Killian, I think. Is it? Chillian? Chillian. <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant. In the slowest parts of that movie, not to digress too much. In the slowest parts of that movie, and there were some slow parts, he keeps you locked in. You can't look away from the screen. It's really one of the best movies I've ever seen. Robert Downey Jr. is also excellent. Everyone in it. Matt Damon's incredible. How long did it take you? One day. It's a three-hour movie. I did it in 24 hours. (laughs) Some would say that it should take you three hours to watch a three-hour movie. but We're talking about me here with an attention span (laughs) of a six-year-old. And I got... I mean, I watched the first run, like the first... Chunk was like an hour and a half. I was like, but I had to go to bed. I was so tired. But it was so well done. What I was going to say though is, Apple baseball broadcasts were the first thing I said. I didn't push back on it. I watched it the first one, and I went, "They got it. They yeah. figured it out. This Nailed is it. what it needs to sound like and look like." Now, some of the commentator commentators and yeah, weren't my cup but of if tea. you take that, take that with put Jesse the local broadcast, yeah, and, and Don. Don. Oh my god. What a product that was. It was it was it was the way I feel like baseball was meant to Better be. Better than on TV. yesterday's TV product. Y- yeah, by far. By it was far. not was not a perfect now, I don't expect perfection on the first day of spring training. Alden Gonzalez, they cut to him and he Mike just Mike didn't work. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to Alden. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Isn't that right, Fernando? Tatis's Tetsi- mic didn't work yeah, very nothing. well. So nuts, man. So nuts. EST3 says, Oppenheimer was a snooze fest. I, I've seen that response. I don't agree. The acting in it was so next. I didn't understand five minutes of it. Not five minutes of it. I couldn't Is that look not a away. problem? No. I, that's the thing. It's You're talking you about. You like to be confused. Well, you talk about physics, and I'm like, my eyes glaze over, but I couldn't look away. The acting and the, the cinematography and all that was just brilliant. The, it does a good job. You know, things that are history for us, and we know how they turned out, so there's no drama. It does a good job of building back up the drama of, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen when we push this button. That's exactly right. I mean, it was <laughs> like, it was awesome. Like, there is a, uh, there's a very wide range of outcomes here, and some of them could be potentially really, really disastrous if <sighs> this doesn't go the way we think the science is going to make it go. Like, I'm going to re-watch it and re-watch it and re-watch it. I thought it was so well done. All right. Um, you've got a Seals game tonight. Yep. Uh, at Pachanga Arena. They debuted a new practice facility yesterday, and the person who both built the practice facility and will be on the uh, the carpet tonight for the Seals against who are you playing? Uh, the Georgia Swarm. The Georgia Swarm. Cam Holding going to join us in our final segment. Coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Got a few different sports options uh, for you tonight. Uh, there is the uh, first ever home game for the San Diego Mojo uh, playing volleyball tonight at Viejas Arena. Or if uh, lacrosse is more your thing, indoor box lacrosse, NLL action at Pachanga Arena with Woods on the microphone as the San Diego Seals host the Georgia Swarm tonight at 7 o'clock. At 8 o'clock. Pacha- 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. 8. Are you going to stay, stay awake for the end of this game? It's, 8 uh, o'clock. Something that I've been uh, mulling over all week. I've texted my buddy. Was that, 7 o'clock unavailable? I texted him a few times. <laughs> I said, and we're sure we're doing this at 8. 8 o'clock. It's sure going to be 8. 
All right. After everybody's bedtime tonight and joining us from the San Diego Seals is Cam Holding right now. Cam, is 8 o'clock a problem for you? Not a problem at all. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're excited. It'll be an exciting game. We'll keep everybody awake and well. And oh, we're yeah. actually uh, honoring the Oceanside Police Department before the game, too. So, it's, lots going on. Well, my kids, I, uh, that was kind of the thing. It's it's Marvel Superhero Night. So, my, my yep. son and his best friend... Uh, are coming out. They're going to be dressed in in Marvel gear, and I'm I'm not dressing. You up, said so. it's a Thanos theme. Than- I had to explain to Woods that Thanos yes, is purple, is. like purple. the seal. Yeah. So that makes sense. So it's going to be awesome. It's always a fun time out at the Electric Factory, which is what we're now calling That's it. Right. Because I was talking to Cam Westberg, our goalie Chris Origlieri yesterday, and Jake Govett, and I was talking to Wes about it, and he goes, "Dude." It's loud. It's been really, really loud this year. And I said, I noticed that too. And uh, for you guys down uh, on the carpet, Cam, he said it's sometimes hard to hear each other. It is, but that's a good sign. You know, we that way because that means our fans are, are one, in the building and, two, engaged in being loud and supporting us. And, um, you know, that really helps us with momentum shifts. And we, uh, we, we love playing in those atmospheres. So come out and be loud. The louder you are, the better it is. So. So Woods has explained to us that um, you know being a professional lacrosse player is not necessarily like playing in the NFL or the NBA, where it's a 365 day year full time job. That most of, most of you guys on the team have other careers as well, and uh, yours kind of overlapped uh, this week. Yesterday, you guys debuted a new uh, practice facility in Point Loma. Woods was there for the ribbon cutting, but he was telling me that you were actually the project manager in charge of the whole uh, the whole shooting match there. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun project. It's something we've been trying to work on for the last couple of years, and we were really excited to break, uh, break ground about five months ago and then obviously complete the project and do our ribbon cutting yesterday for Rady Children's Field. So um, amazing space, great for the community, and it's going to be incredible for continued growth of youth sports. Uh, talking to Cam Holding here, Seals player uh, on Ben and Woodson. Cam, big game tonight, actually. I, I, you guys had won four in a row. Dropped one that, that kind of you feel like you, you probably should have had uh, a couple weeks ago. But Georgia comes in. They're 6-4. and four. They score a ton of goals. They also give up a ton of goals as well. Uh, Chris Origlieri, our goalie, has had a fantastic season. What do you guys need to do to make sure you get this dub at home tonight? Not a team we see a lot of. We've only played them one time in our history. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is learning from our losses, and uh, the key is just going to be outwork our opponent, right, on both sides of the floor. So defensively, we want to make sure we work hard, push the ball at the floor, and then our offense has to keep that ball and their feet moving, and I think good things will come. Um, When we do that in our previous games, we've seen how successful our team can be. Um, So it's just a matter of making that a consistent habit. Uh, each game. If you guys have not been to a Seals game, check out uh, SealsLax.com. You can get your tickets now. It really is turning into a pretty raucous, wild environment. And uh, one of our guys, the last home game, scored six goals, Austin Stotts. And everyone takes their socks off. They roll them up. And they throw them. I never heard of sock trick sock before. Trick. It was, I knew the place trick. went. The place went bananas. It got me out of, like, up on the thing, rattling the glass. It was incredible. The energy in there is is through the roof. The guys like Cam and all his teammates, they play their asses off for you every time. You will always get a show, man. It is it's it's been a blast. That is right. Yeah. Yeah, the boys are the boys are buzzing. We're ready to go. Um I think we also have like five dollar belching beavers tonight. Um, oh, you get your so new a lot, uh, yeah. a lot of good things going on. Salty's treat or salty's salty's what? 
Salty's Escape. Salty's Escape, the new uh, a belching beaver, like specifically San Diego Seals brew available. And how much how much time's left in the regular season before the playoffs now? We're halfway done, so yeah, middle, tonight middle will be game 10. All right, so yep. it's it's playoff positioning time, starting to think about uh, getting there, right. getting in a good spot for the postseason. Well, Cam, good luck tonight. Kick some ass, uh, buddy. At the very, very late start uh, for tonight's game at Pachanga Arena. And, it's not like it's midnight. Well, I mean, if it goes overtime, though, and like at it the end, be. by the time you get there, it might be close to midnight at the end of the game. It'll be worth it. It'll All be worth right. it. I Let's get that done. I believe you. Thanks, Cam. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Cam Bye. Holding of the San Diego Seals. I'm not worried about him or the fans. I'm specifically and only worried about you. Yeah. Have you on guys a Friday night seen me work a Seals game after like 9 p.m.? I'm going to be. I've seen you work a Seals game. I've also seen you after 8 p.m. I am going the two to don't, be so high. You go to bed at 6:30 most nights. It's true. And at the end of a week, even a shorter week like this, it's been a tough week. Are you going to nap? What's is there? What's the plan here to get ready? So I allegedly am going to try to nap. I on the game day, I get so hyped I can't sit still. I'm going to be laying in bed in the afternoon trying to catch a nap. I can't. I'm going to watch the pods at noon, and they may put me to sleep with that lineup that they're rolling out there. I want to see you happen. in that club underneath Pachanga Arena after the game. No, no, I, I, I get like, in I and out. I want to see buddy. the clock. I want to see like 11:45 Woods in the club mm-hmm. after the game. Give me a text. Tell me you're still alive. Not me, buddy. Not me. I, as soon as the last uh, <laughs> second ticks off the clock, I'm in my car. Oh, that's good, though. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, 8 o'clock really works. You can still, like, go to dinner, do what you want on a Friday night, and then you go out and, and head out to a Seals game and use that as kind of your, your nightcap wrap-up for the evening. It's uh, it's a little later start than usual, certainly. Um, and, I, I, you know, I worry about the kids and stuff. But Better for traffic, It's too. better for traffic, for sure. And I feel like it's better, you know, when you have those, those early starts, it's tough to get everybody trickling in at the t- same time. But the crowds have been outstanding this year. It's really growing. Youth lacrosse is booming in San Diego. I mean, booming. Well, when they're investing in things like this, uh, you know, Rady's Children's Field and practice facilities and expanding into the community, that should be the end result. Did you see? Now, it seems uh, good. Was Joe Tsai there yesterday? He was not. Because I saw the story that he is um, thinking of selling. Some of the new uh, the Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets, although at least a minority share of the Brooklyn Nets, the team that he owns. I, I always think, does that mean he wants to buy something here in San Diego? What's I, going on? My I, brain goes to the exact same place. I would tell you if I had any inside information. I do not. Um, but I, I, he's, he remains. Anytime anything comes up in San Diego, oh, we'll just get Joe Ty to do it. You know, um, it's just like any player that came on the market last year was like. Peter Seidler and AJ, they'll, they'll go sign him. There's very few people when you say, oh, we need a billion dollars to do that. Who's got a billion dollars he right does. here? Oh, he does. Yeah, He's got a billion dollars. Let's let's see if he can do it for us. He absolutely uh, can. And I wish, you know, I know how much he loves lacrosse. I know how much he, he puts into the seals. I know how much he uh, invests in it. Yeah, you would love a guy that's just, you know what? We do need an NBA or NHL or NFL team in, in San Diego. This hour of Bennett Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. We're going to check traffic, then we'll uh, wrap things up here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, on tap uh, this weekend, obviously, uh, we got more Padres spring training baseball today at the Los Angeles Dodgers. 12.08 is the official first pitch time. Uh, not on radio today. I believe it is on ESPN again. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't think Shohei Otani is supposed to play, but I haven't seen a Dodgers lineup yet. Uh, they think he's going to get in as a designated hitter fairly soon, but maybe not 
Game one. I do know that Tony and Jesse will be on the call for the webcast on Padres.com. I, Correct. I think it's an audio-only webcast. Okay. And then uh, tomorrow, Padres Brewers from the Peoria Sports <laughs> Complex. That's a 12-10 start. And Sunday, uh, they are in uh, Mesa at Sloan Park, uh, taking on the Cubs on the other side of town at 12.05. And then back on Monday when we're there. Both of those have, games will be on 97.3 and, and then Monday when we're there, they have a 12.10 game at Peoria against the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Good. And Tuesday, uh, Kansas City Royals come to Peoria. So uh, when we're there, we get home games both days. So we don't have to be driving around the entire valley. Not that we, we walk right, yeah, walk right over to the games. <laughs> now, Wednesday, the day we leave, they go... Uh, back to Camelback Ranch to take on the White Sox, but we'll be on the we're going the we'll be on the road direction. home because we're we're going to have to get back so we can do a show here next yep. Thursday and Friday we're still Camelback uh, the way. tomorrow. Aztecs are on the road. They are at Fresno State. Always a kind of a dicey game just because it's the road and it's the one that you know Fresno State would like to win with Justin Hudson more than any other game they play this season with San Diego State coming in. So you got to take care of business. Hold on, as I said, to that that number four seed that you've got. Uh, from last week, and, and the Joe Lunardi still has the Aztecs as a four seed in his bracket this morning. So, uh, no missteps. You didn't you didn't come through with one of the big road wins, but you have no bad losses on your resume at all. Keep it that way uh, by beating Fresno State on the road tomorrow night um, in their game. Seals tonight. Uh, we got the new uh, volleyball team tonight at uh, Viejas Arena, their first home game. So, a fairly busy sports weekend for. Uh, a February, a late February here that's usually kind of a quiet time. Man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to tonight. Also, remember, uh, the Tier 1s play on Sunday at Orange Glen High at 9 a.m. Please come out if you're so inclined. And uh, for every win, we donate 100 bucks to the Peter Seidler Foundation. Wanted to play for something more this year. Really excited to get out there and see the boys again. Uh, we are also buzzing. Not only the Seals are buzzing, the Tier 1s are buzzing to go out and play. We're playing the Oceanside Old Goats. It doesn't sound like an intimidating name. No, but old, you know, if they're old, that means they're savvy. Do you think they play golf at Goat Hill? Was Potentially. there a, a connection there with Oceanside and the Goat? Could be. Could be. Uh, let's see. you got a minute or two. We'll get to some likes. Uh, if you missed it, we had the uh, the lineup earlier. Is a lot of non-roster invites for the game yeah, buddy. Uh, today for the Padres. And uh, I've already forgotten most of the first names that I had to learn. <laughs> Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade, uh, Cal Mitchell, Harry Graham Pauly, Kyle Agashioka, Matt Batten, Robert Perez Jr., Bryce Johnson, Oscar Mercado, and Mason McCoy. There we go. Is your lineup today with Johnny Brito and then Matt Waldron following and, and probably a bunch of other relievers and stuff. You know, interesting to see Matt Waldron go. He's a guy that's that's rumored for that fifth spot and and uh, Brito as well. So it, that's that's what I'm looking at today. I want to. I'd like. I get, actually, I don't care about the offense today. Today, I want to kind of see the pitching with the with the lineup that they're running out there. Ben, not too many guys. Uh, more than likely, if I told gonna, you they didn't score any runs. You're not going to be shocked. I wouldn't about be that. surprised at all. But I do want to see the pitchers. You know, hit their spots and don't walk guys and don't hit guys in the knee and stuff. All right, let's uh, finish with some likes and then uh, Annie and Elston on their way with Ben Woods. I like good, juicy, sweet strawberries. I like a good marching band. I like a good, thin pancake. I like a Nickelback song or two. I like a barbecue chicken pizza. 
I really like those seeds. They're- I like a midnight buffet. <laughs> I kind of like the smell of soft scrub. I like more of a small derriere. I like cake. I like it, Sheeran. I like no. both a hamburger and a cheeseburger. I like clocks. I like how I've kind of set up my life. I like grasshopper pie. Oh, no, I like it creamy. I like good, firm banana. I like just looking out at the sea. I like eating. I like moist. I like curry. I like big butts. I like fried Brussels sprouts. I like more of a firm filling. I like corn. I like Nordstrom. I do like musicals. I like pepperoni. I like nice hotels. I like Nick getting a start today. I like nuts. I like Steph Curry. I like that song. I like Squirt. I like Saki. I like San Diego State. I like uh, Straight Up, Paul Abdul. I like the beef and broccoli. I like to mix it up. I like science experiments. I like that song. I like the crispiness of the waffle. I really like cheese. I like the little lunch meat. I like very straight lines. I like cannelloni. I like a well-crafted headline. I like brown sugar. I like maps. I'll say I like Justin Turner. I like going to goals games. I like diving into chores. I like sugar. I do like Butterfinger. I like blue and silver are not bad colors. I right. like the time change. I like Major League Baseball's new rule. I like the radio. I like geography. I like the knuckle method. I oh. like Skippy. I mean, I like pie. I like Bob Melvin. I really do. I like Jace Tingler, too. I like this day. I like being right. I still do like movie scores. I like good food. I like maps. I like when interviews can turn into organic conversation. I do like a Sofer's French bread pizza. Mm -hmm. I like having the wind go through my hair. I think I like shows that the characters have an arc. I like the full lettuce, tomato, onion experience as well. I like those kind of burgers. I like the big overflowing bag of fries. I like those little Smarties rolls. I liked what I saw from Seth Lugo. I liked his competitive fire. Mm -hmm. I like walking around between the different lands. Steve Kerr, though, I like that. I like living (laughs) on the coast. I like watching Tiger still. I like the idea of that matchup. I liked what I saw in the preseason. I like the aloneness sometimes of Texas Hold'em. Yeah. I like watching San Diego State basketball. Yeah. I like those cashew buttered cashews. I like cold, clear sake. Oh, you know what I'd like? I'd like to see the Padres not lose 14 to 1 again today. That's true. I'd like to see our pitchers get through everything healthy, no injury. That would be you know. probably even more important yeah. than not losing 14 to 1. For actually. sure. The score does not matter. It doesn't. But um, yeah, it, at some point. You don't want to just get your brain beaten in every single day. That's true. You want to have some a taste of some success and good feeling. Will it come today? I don't know. With that lineup uh, that's going up against the Dodgers, it might not. But he uh, said the Dodgers lineup is out, and it's got I can't find. Oh, here we go. Miguel, uh, Rojas, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncie, Margot, Miguel Vargas, Owings, Rushing, and Ramos. They're playing Owings back to back days. Apparently, it can be. Done. But they're not playing Mookie back to back or Taylor back to back. Those guys are going to make the team. Different guys from yesterday for the most part. They're on the team. All right. Uh, Annie and Elston are coming up next. The next time we talk to you will be from Peoria, Arizona on Monday morning yeah, at 6 a.m. For Paul Rindle, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great weekend from all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. So long. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days. Wind chill. Black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.